Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Conspiracy guys, this is a true crime episode and warning, content warning, uh, this is going to get weird and sick and wrong. Uh, we're talking about the House of Horror, 25 Cromwell Street, Gloucester, and we're talking about the actions, murders, uh, rapes and dismemberments of the victims of uh, Fred and Rosemary West from the early 90s in Gloucester, England. And joining me in the hot seat today for this true crime epic uh, I have playwright, uh, artist, uh, musician, comedian, improviser, and all-around gentlemanly Dubliner, uh, Mr. Lee Coffey. Hello. Welcome to the welcome to the House of Horrors, Lee. Thanks for having me. You're here in front of the green screen. I'm gonna I put. Know. I'm gonna put. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put uh, Cromwell Street right on the back thing, so we look like we're right outside the house. Put me in the front door. Reporting from outside, twenty-five Cromwell Street, the Fred West House. Those conspiracy guys. Uh, for those of you that are uh, listening at home, thank you for listening. Uh, for those of you who want to watch this in the future or who are watching it right now, streaming on YouTube, YouTube, tui. Um, you can get access to this stuff through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. If anything we say in the show, uh, you know, brings up some some you know, awful memories or something, don't email me, call somebody of authority. <laughs> don't be saying like, oh my God, you dredged up so many good memories and now, now I, I want to deal with that kind of stuff. Like I'm not into that stuff, so don't do that. But if you want to correct us on anything, if you want to add anything to the case, if you want to find out where Lee is and you want to follow him home, uh, you can get us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Pinterest, all the things that have a social media presence. I'm sure I'm on it. Uh, you can look at the website, www. I don't think you have to say that anymore, do you? No. com is the name of the website. And you can go on there and all the episodes are there and all the articles and <clears throat> links for all the videos and all the extra stuff is there. If you want to head to that, com. We also have a Discord server where the uh, fans can come together and have the chats and share links. And there's a lovely community in there of around a thousand people right now. And uh, there's always someone live. If you find something on the internet, you want to share it, head into Discord. And then we have a YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing that every just time. Hey, YouTube. They're just, they're, just, they're just like censoring motherfuckers all it's over. It's like Fred Brooker in, this is in it. Frankenstein. It's it, Fred you know Brooker. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of these things where like, if you want to be a person who creates something, you have to be on YouTube. But I'm like re- reluctantly... On YouTube? Stuff yeah, I mean, you have to. But it's, it's like, you know, when you're living in... If you're living in Germany... And you know how to speak German, but you prefer to speak English. But in order to deal with everybody else, you just have to speak fucking German. Like, yeah. that's the crack. If you don't want to do it, then you don't get to talk to people. That's Which it. Is, that's good. That's what Sometimes YouTube is. Um, so uh, we we're on YouTube. We're also on BitChute and Minds.com. Uh, BitChute has all of the great documentaries and all that malarkey uh, that YouTube seem to fucking take down all the time because of, like, bullshit. Um, you can't... <laughs> you can't 
talk about Sandy Hook at all or David Hogg or any of this shit. So if you want to bitshoot.com slash those conspiracy guys, you get all the documentaries of loads of stuff there about West Memphis Tree and uh, hyper-normalization, Adam Curtis movie and all the stuff that we talked about from uh, a lot of the true crimes in the big episodes. Docs are up there. YouTube channel has the vlogs that we make and uh, loads of other stuff as well, including access to the streaming that you get through patreon.com. We also have a merch shop, tpublic.com slash those conspiracy guys to get lovingly designed uh, uh, conspiracy tees made by me and by other very talented people on the internet. I've curated about, I think, about 400 designs and there's 16 original TCG only uh, designs in there as well, including the logo and many other things. So if you want to head to tpublic, if you do or have bought something from the T-Public store, send me a picture of you wearing it and you'll go up on the wall. This is about Fred and Rosemary West. That's like Lee. an SNL monologue. Yeah, it's good, right? <laughs> it is. It's like four minutes. We get it all out it's there. Like bang, four bang. minutes. Bang, 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 bang. Get it done. What do people need to know? And, and this could be the first one. There's someone at home going, Ooh, I love, I love a good story about Fred West. I love that someone describe how he strangled and murdered all those little girls in the 90s and 70s and 80s. Listen to this going, you know what? I like these guys. I'm going to forever. Going to roll five pound note from up pound. the internet. So Fred and Rosemary West. I don't know, Lee. You're a good bit younger than me. Like, did you ever hear about this when it was happening on the news? What age were you in '95? You were born '95, eh? No, I was born in '88, end of '88. '88. So when this was all kicking off, I would have been five, six when it was happening. Do you know what I did there? '94. I I remember you being the age that you were when I met you. Yeah. And I was like, just nineteen. Shit. He was 19 in improv was it? class. Oh, hell. Long time ago. Yeah. Um, so Ten years ago. When, when, you're, when you're talking about Fred West, like you remember that shit happening. You were a young kid and you're like, Mommy, what's the man? Why, why is the man doing the thing? I, like, I didn't at all. I was out playing football or something. Right. It was only after. And it never occurred to you to think, What's going on? What the, the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> it's England. It was right next to us. Right like, next to usually us. Usually a, a, a serial killer is America, you know? I mean, we did an episode on uh, Andre Chikatilo, who was the original Russian serial killer, and he killed for 40 years, and he used to fucking eat people's tits and everything. Fucking hell. Uh, and because well, Russia were so abhorrent to the idea of having a Russian serial killer... They didn't do anything about it? They were just like... The police were like, well, nah, yeah, it's probably it's not true. Them. Yeah. At least it's only one. They couldn't even imagine... They thought, like, that's an American problem, you know? So to have some shit like this going on and as we go on through the case because there are no Irish ones do some uh, well not that there are no but think, we don't have any of that level yeah I don't think there's something of this level and obviously people are here have killed people and you know but but when you were young did this, you know that did you know the, the magnitude of this case or was it just a thing on the news like off Red West blah blah it blah it would have just been a thing on the news because yeah. I was a kid like I was four or five I didn't have any I was just running around playing football yeah well because what you did you I, I did I was I was like 12 when he died so there was some element of of the knowledge of mortality and then as i went along similarly to like when we found out in ireland that there was a load of pedophile priests and they all start getting outed in the mid 90s yeah. one of them was father sean fortune who who killed himself in a house in wexford uh while <laughs> while on well yeah while under investigation for for like Pedophilia. prolific Jesus. pedophile attacks so they became like the jokes in school, you were all like, oh yeah, fucking Father Fortune, whoop. Or like, oh, fucking Fred West. Stuff like that, yes. Yeah. I would have been aware of all that. It was more in the zeitgeist. Stuff. But I think because it was in England, yeah. like, but maybe I did and I just, because you know when you're, with like little kid is watching the telly and something comes on. Doesn't soak in. When 9-11 comes in, they go, what's that? But then they forget about it. Yeah. 
when they it actually grow up. In, in yeah, they don't yeah. go, I remember standing in front of the telly and seeing that when you were four years old. Yeah. Like 9-11, you know, I remember. You remember the face. Like, I, I didn't even know. I knew there was some shit went on. I knew a load of people got killed and I knew a load of girls got dug up out of the backyard. Yeah. So if this is the first time you're coming into this case, it's fucked. Shit's getting weird. Yeah. Straight off the bat, no messing. But backyard. I didn't know about the fucking, like, the back catalogue of sexual abuse that both of both Fred and Rosemary West which happened from pretty much from the Psh, time they were born bananas right uh, and then the amount it wasn't just like uh, uh, oh I'm after murdering some some girl and I buried her in the back garden it wasn't like a, an accidental mur- it was like torture and it was like I didn't know that until they started researching oh, yeah. it it was torture bond, for me like, I was like this dude looks like a monkey like a bald monkey he he was but when he was younger he was a looker he was a he, uh, like he was the younger pictures of him he was a decent looking man like you know when you see these pictures of people yeah you know, I guess like he was I thought Rose was a good looking woman she was and then as she got older she looked like we were saying earlier like your auntie or something she looked yeah. like a really home like home a woman who give you a biscuit yeah like that neighbour go ah that's that's Mary she's lovely <laughs> yeah yeah cup of tea and if you give her a fiver she'll suck your knob <laughs> tie you to the toilet <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whip your whip your fanny with a belt pretty yeah but like it's it's so it's so it was so insidious and at the same time we had like murders like Dahmer like Bundy like all this stuff was was popping out very much of the of the time a lot of serial killers being found out BTK around that time BTK yeah yeah and uh Dennis Rader yeah yeah and a few of these guys from the 90s like he was only discovered then like he was going for 30 years he was going for years and years like he was going back and studying criminal psychology so the early 90s were was this time of like the culmination of forensic technology. That's exactly what like it was. Bang, yeah. bang, 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 bang. And they were solving this shit. Like Chikatilo was 91, like in uh, Bundy was 93. Like it, 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 it culminated all these older, uh, uh, late 60s, mid 70s cases. And then the guys would go dark and then they'd kill again in the 80s and they'd go dark and then it'd kill again in 89. And that was the one that fucked them. And you're like, ah, yep. just one more day before retirement. Kill like, too close to home. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do all for this shit. As he's choking. <laughs> God damn it, Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> Raj is just choking some bitch to Raj. death. Yeah. Come on, Raj. Come on, Raj. Crazy, Raj. But it's fucking uh, such a weird case, you know. Fred West yeah. was up there with the nightmares of my youth. One of the most sadistic fuckers you'll ever be unluckily, you know, yeah. fortunate to come across. And because they were picking up hitchhikers on the side of the road that went around Ireland, like, don't be tumming a lift. Well, everybody in 95, like, we used to tum lifts all the time. But they're picking up people come back from the cinema, like yeah, yeah, yeah. their boyfriend. They just pick them up. Do you want to, do you want to lift? Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing you're fucking tied up up in the room. <laughs> yeah, and also it was they had lodgers. Yeah. And that's when they fucking got most of it. But I didn't know any of that stuff. I thought it was just like random murders. I and thought I it was random murders. He just killed a couple of his kids because they had a bunch of kids. It wasn't like this was systematic. And which, allowed, which weren't his. Systematic this shit was. Oh yeah. And both of them Bananas. just as bad as each other. Yeah. Will we get into it? Let's get into it. Well, young Freddie, Frederick Walter Stephen West, was born in September 1941 in a place called Much Markle in Herefordshire. Uh, and he was the first child to Walter and Daisy West. And his father was a, a cattle farmer of sorts. And his mother was an overprotective housewife. Yeah. Is the is the uh, adjective for, for Daisy. Overprotective, I think maybe possibly abusive. Perchance? He said... That she was. That she used to squeeze his willy at night time. And she used to have him doing all sorts of stuff and make him engage in bestiality as well. Wow. Around the farm. But yeah, something has to be done. The family doesn't just came out and said, no, that's just him fabricating these stories. Yeah, Fred was a prolific liar as well. Yeah. You know? Trying to put all this together when you don't mm. know what's true and what's not because he's just fucking all over the place. Well, the whole thing was they were poor as shit. 
Yeah. Like the whole family's poor as shit. Uh, and in 1946, the, the, they all moved to a cottage in, in Moorcourt Farm. Um, and then uh, uh, Wally West, ha- he was a farm hand and he was a milking cow man. And he had all these kind of duties. But because they lived in Moorcourt House, which was on Moorcourt Farm, uh, d- Fred and his five siblings, so there was three boys and three girls, a- after some infant mortalities and stuff, they were born uh, deformed and some of them born dead. As yeah. you do on the farm, you know, it happens. Happens. <laughs> it happens. And uh, the three boys and the three girls were put to work on the farm because it was part of the whole thing. He had these duties and he was like, well, I'm not going to fucking do this on my own. Come on, the kids. And this gave Fred a really strong work ethic and he yep. ended up growing up to be like a builder and a handyman. A laborer and he did all labor. those kind of jobs. And he knew how to lay patio. Like he was very yeah, yeah. good at that. He's very good at digging good holes. At the brickwork. The brickwork, yeah. Being able to put up Spot a shed. He throw up a shed like that, no problem. Overnight. With the good foundations, overnight. <laughs> it's like a heart attack. Here's, hey, Fred. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> yeah. Pop it out. You're looking for a shed. You call Fred. And put it up in a minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, they were all put to work out in the farm and, and Fred was considered by, I think, his family and the people in his school and stuff as a dim lad. He wasn't the who, best. Who, di- who was regularly in trouble in school. He didn't really pay attention. He wasn't into school and he left at a young age. Left at and 15. Yeah, I mean, like, he wasn't able. No. It seemed. Well, he, they said that he could barely read and write and that yeah. was pretty much for his whole life and <laughs> unfortunately when fred got into his teens he had this distinct herefordshire accent now i'm gonna try because i was uh you're doing oh, a good earlier i know and i keep on doing manchester now it was like um hey, i love is that hey, oh, no 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 who no. are oh yeah that's what it was there well, it is. hello i'm fred west how's it going my dad is a farmer and I'm, I'm out milking cows at six o'clock in the morning. So he was talking like this and everybody coming around. Hey, Fred West, how's it going? Fred West over here. And they're like, you sound like a fucking bunking out of a Monty Python sketch. He does. Like he sounds so thick. Bananas. Because when you listen, because all of his, all of his interviews. Yeah, but he's there. Every one of them are online. No, no, he was after strangling her to death. And I tied and her ass. I just ass, did her anyway. Tied her ass together. I mean, you know the way you do. <laughs> well, that's what he says what? like you know, how you, you know yeah you shouldn't and laugh I, at him but I covered yeah. her whole head in sellotape you know the way you do and you're like what the fuck but it sounds like a cartoon but the a murder he, cartoon yeah doesn't and, it it's banana like, but he doesn't even flinch no like when he, well, does, I think, he says I think, it I think it's just like dead behind the eyes yeah dead behind the eyes just like light off a wall like it doesn't it's no empathy at all affect him emotionally I don't think but, no. but it's but because I mean if you're if you're talking to like an old English gentleman and he's like and then I strangled her to death. And you know, I covered her head in tape. I chopped as, her up, and a, then I as her one outside. does. You know, it's the it's like there's a certain element of menace. But if you're like, and then I was after shoving a metal pipe up her fanny, and I put a, I covered her head in sellotape, and I put two plastic tubes up her nose so she was able to breathe. She wouldn't die in time because I wanted to rape her as well. You're like Fred. What that you, voice doesn't match the murder. Doesn't it? Doesn't at all. So. Poor old Fred was considered by everyone as a dick cunt. Nobody suspected a thing. And he wasn't great with the ladies. He wasn't great with the ladies. He got a bit handsy. He'd lean in for an old grow up now and then. And uh, this is a behaviour and attitude that we saw grow in him. And it got worse and worse. It got worse and worse. And he ended up living out these fantasies. And he saw women, Lee, as conquests. Yeah. Or objects to be acquired. He didn't give a shit. He was was collecting shit. But he He didn't see them as people. Yeah. And, and some people would be like, patriarchy! But I'm like, no, this is a rapey murder guy. Yeah, and this is exactly what he thought. I mean, you can disassociate when you're into doing stuff like that. You can depersonalize. But 
Dude. If you're into raping and you want to just rape stuff, people are able to just depersonalize. Well, especially if you can do it to family members and stuff. If you then, when it leads you to an absolute stranger on the street, yeah, you know, if you can do it to that level, if, if you can do it to your family members, you can do it to a stranger you can do on the street, it no anybody, problem, and you wouldn't give a shit because you're like, I don't even know you. You're just a warm body, yeah. Covering their heads in zellotape doesn't so mean you anything. couldn't see their faces was another element of depersonalization, yeah. which seemed a bit yucky. But horror film, you couldn't like. This is a young lad that grew up with very little education, a very poor family. He was working at a young age, left school, tick tick right worked on the farm but he was also a bit of a pup he was a bit of a lad wearing a leather jacket man about town and he had a motorbike accident which which left him with a fractured skull and a broken arm and leg yep he got brain damage presumably he got swelling on the brain 17 your your head's still developing and then he got a further head injury when he groped this young one on the stairs of a nightclub pushed him and she fucking pushed him down the stairs and he hopped his head again and he already had like cornflake head because he had fractured off the motorbike. Made a full ball. So he got like double, double cracks, right? And then his family said after this, he changed. Well, he went he inside went to, himself. Yeah. Stopped talking to people. Yeah. He became more of a lonely character. He wouldn't talk to really anybody. And especially he had a good big connection with his mom. And then. Flip the switch. Flipped off. Don't anybody around. Maybe the, the trauma kind of knocked a few things loose. Like he started getting <clears throat> the repressed memories of of her like pulling his dick skin out really long and then just smashing it with a ruler or something whatever she was doing to him yeah. making him like fuck pigs and whatever mm. she was doing she was doing that eh? well no, he says in his interviews yeah. that he did that she did and they started from young age but the whole family have said that it's all a lie right 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 yeah and that that, that pathological lie it seems like it seems like he, he gave himself some kind of weird half lobotomy falling yeah. off the bike and then down the stairs and he didn't know what was what. And he would go and then into from from being like an all right kind of a soft chap to going into mad fits of rage and ripping stuff up and screaming and go. You see that with people with head injuries that they have n- no emotional control. Then. Yeah, and they just become they can flip the switch and they just become violent. Yeah, zero to hundred for nothing. So do you think that for Fred that that could have awakened some some sort of a violent sexual proclivity in him where he was like. He was just thinking, you know the way every 17-year-old is like looking around and says, like, tits, 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 fanny tits. It just uh, pushed him over the edge and said, yeah, I'm just going to do just, whatever fuck I want. He just made his like inside thoughts an outside action. Yeah. Because his brain couldn't tell the difference, maybe, after the injury. Maybe, because before that, there's no... Because it's not talked about. It's not. And there's nothing really before that they say he, before the accident. Yeah, he had no childhood sexual anything. traumas. No. Unlike poor Rose, well, which we'll talk about Supposedly, you know, yeah. he says he didn't. Yeah. But... If this is the case, then he wouldn't have had those before. That would make sense. And then leading up to the motorbike crash, he started to act on his thoughts. Yeah. And started to stop caring about people. Yeah, it seems it seems like that was the kind of the the culmination of his personality change were those those two head injuries. Something flipped. Yeah, something something broke. Well, he uh Then he started, he started a dark, yeah, dark road. He did. What <laughs> did he is, do? Um just shortly after the bike crash, mm. it was um he raped his sister his younger he sister began raping. he began to rape her and he was raping her for a couple of years yeah um, she was she was 11 when he started and yeah. at 13 she reported it and yes yeah, she reported it and he was she was pregnant as well yeah for him she came out in 1961 and said I'm pregnant and Fred is the dad yeah they reported it to the police and uh, the police came down and they said right you're, you're what were you doing and Fred is like he admitted it. I was, yeah, I was just... And he was quoted as saying, doesn't everybody do it? Isn't that what everybody does? That's what he said. Yeah. That's, that's a, that would indicate to me that there was obviously something else going on. 
which would that has normalized uh, like sexual deviancy or sexual uh, uh, well I if guess, his mother did what he said she did yeah. then that would make sense because she would have probably said that to him oh, listen this is natural Fred this is what people do and that's what you would imagine if you're being molested from a young child they, that they that's would the tell thing. you that yeah and it, it that happens it's generational like somebody gets molested ends up being a molester or whatever not every time because but they, well, most of the, the time psychology yeah yeah because they think it's the norm yeah so if he's saying stuff like that after like raping his 11 year old sister for a couple of years then getting her pregnant and then the police come and go what's the fucking crack and he's like oh yeah I, i've been doing that for years yeah and he said i've been molesting girls all around the town and he said his dad did it to his sisters which Dave obviously said that that never happened. Well, the, the, he, the, he didn't report that at the time. No. Nope. And then his whole family didn't want to testify against him in court. Well, they, they all Out of fear or loyalty, maybe. No, they, but I mean, they didn't, they could have fucking put, had him put in jail. Like, yeah, But true. they didn't. Well, as far as mother had the case squashed. Yeah. And then Kitty failed to testify. She didn't want to. Kitty is the sister. The Sorry, sister. Yeah, the Kitty's name, yeah. the sister. We don't know what happened with the baby. Yeah. Like, you don't know if she had the baby or what. It's not said, yeah. It's, it's not I said. I couldn't find anything. You can't find anything about the baby. If mm. somebody does, I don't, like, oh, you tried to find something about the baby, but you don't find anything. No. And then he, it was squashed. Most of his family disowned him, but his mom then and his dad stayed. Re- reached out. They yeah. reached out and they started to talk to him again. There's a great documentary. I think I shared it with you. We were watching it together. The 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 one, the BBC one that comes in three parts. It's on UTV. A UTV. UTV, yeah. There's three 45 minute parts and in the middle one they have his brother and his brother's wife. Talking about it. And they were talking about it and they kept in touch with him in, yeah. in the 80s and stuff. They, they kind of reconnected. They, it's like they and forgot looks, about it. He looks very similar to him. He's the image of him. And and his testimony was saying Fred was just a fucked up kid, man. Like, that guy doesn't say, yeah, look, our ma was fucking doing whatever. Poking pencils up her arse or whatever. Like, he, he, he doesn't admit to any of that shit. No. He literally just talks about he had some problems himself, nothing to do with us. And I think at the time, if you're in, if you're interviewing someone in 2008, the crimes happened in the 70s and the lad who committed them was convicted and killed himself. Like 20 years later, you could possibly go, yeah, look at our, our, our mother was the, doing some yeah. bad shit. You, you would like, say it like the mother's dead. If it was one of the most, the most prolific and gruesome murder sets in the whole of the UK history. Yeah. You would just go, yeah, that's the way it was. Something to sell as well. People made a lot of money off this mm. case. It seems, it seems so weird. So the rest of the family disavowed him basically and uh, uh, young Fred at, at 17 moved in with his aunt and uh, there's no real history. He never really talks about these years, these lost years of Fred West, you know, when he, the last <laughs> he years. wrote his first album or whatever. No, he, um, he, he, he'd flew around in the aunt's house. I presume, I mean, he, uh, there's talk of him murdering up to 30 people. Yep. I don't want to spoil the thing as we go along, but we have to kind of interject with these little tidbits of information. 18 like, of which he remembers where they are. Yeah, and he reported all of those, and a lot, 12 of them were found, and he was convicted for 10 of them. Yep. But there's another 10, and this could be the time when he's doing that stuff, between 18 and 21. Yeah. Like, he, he th- that's... Statistically, that's like peak sexual assault years is between 18 and 24. Really? 85% of pedophiles are between the ages of 18 and 24. And the, the, the image of this dirty old man with a long beard and glasses. Not, and like, rrr, rrr, rrr. not realistic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 18 to 24 year olds. Like a 24 year old is going to get a 10 or 11 or 12 year old and do whatever he's going to do. And he's young enough and he's, he has the virility and all that stuff. So when he's 18 to 21. What happened? What the fuck happened? But it was around Where those times that he has... He he was very cryptic when he was talking to police. He used to say, oh, well, you know, because... Pathological liarly. Oh, big time, yeah. 
and you'd say oh well you know because back in 19 whatever i was down the field with somebody and something like this happened as well mm. but then they say what is that fred tell us a bit more about that and he wouldn't because they didn't know they couldn't ask him anything else then. they couldn't yeah it's and really this was obviously after everything else we're going to talk about well this is it at, at, at 21 fred came out and he married this woman called rena and rena was a stripper was a stripper Rena was a stripper. She was a stripper. <laughs> the lesser known. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was working as a stripper in, in a Gloucestershire bar <laughs> when I, I met, met her. her. And she, she's a Scottish lass who was already pregnant with another man's baby. And they married in 1962. And their half Pakistani daughter was born in 1963 called Charmaine. Yep. And they somehow needed to explain the color of this baby. Uh, they were together. They were, they were, he was living in Scotland, in Glasgow, in Glasgow, and he kind of gone away from the homestead of Gloucester to, or Hertfordshire to go to somewhere where people didn't know him and away from this kind of scandal of rape and his sister getting her pregnant as you would. So he goes up and uh, then he gets into this other weird scandal with this woman where there's like, I don't know how to explain this brown baby. So they said that Rena had had a miscarriage and they adopted a child. Yep. And they moved into Glasgow City and they had another daughter a year later, 1964, called Anna Marie. Then some shit got weird and sexy when their little side relationship started happening and Fred was out, you know, uh, stepping on the stepping on the dance floor tiles. He was A lot of young girls started to appear lot of young in the girls. household. A lot. Too mm. many. Too many. A suspicious amount of young women were in their house. Yep. Uh, but she was, uh, like, young women and she was also... Arena was out taking. Was off. She was taking the rod. She was, and I, I, but I think she as, was a working as a, girl. Before she was a, a prostitute, she she was kind of going like, "Well, if you're fucking riding people, I'm going to do people. it." And I think you know people who are of that mentality tend to maybe find each other like like Rena was like a, a Rosemary They're West drawn to each other. Oh, she is. She was like a know. level one. Who we're going to be next? One Rosemary, Rosemary West. Yeah. So. Level fucking 20 they had a lot of young girls in the house one uh was there was their child's nanny their children's nanny called isa mcneil and then her friend used to hang around the house as well Anne mcfall and she used to yeah. hang around after the death of her boyfriend and she was kind of a bit maudlin and they'd have a few scoops and it was kind of like a party house atmosphere remember now these people are like in early, their very early, early 20s, 20s and these girls are in their mid to late teens yeah so it's you know not wholly well the drinking you know, drinking, having a good time. So, I was drinking doing when I was drugs. 13, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all fucking doing drugs and yeah. drinking and fuck all else to do around the country. <laughs> so. Uh, they started um, to get to know each other. Fred, ha- yeah, they were, they were kind of sidling up and, and Fred had an affair, which resulted in a child. And we don't know where this child was or what nope. that woman was, but this was re- recanted by, uh, uh, by he, Fred He says he was actually working in an ice cream van when he met yeah. Anne McFall. I was working in, in an, an ice, ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When so he was met working in an ice you. cream van and he says he saw her and he says she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Yeah. And he's he going to give her a tangle twister. Yeah. 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 And they were having the chats and then they started to get to know each other. He invited her over. And then the next thing. Next thing. The next thing. He was giving her gumballs. Yeah. That's it. So no charge, no ch- free gumballs. So Rena was was off getting her rocks while Fred was impregnating random women, and uh, I mean, there's no talk of this child. There's just talk of him impregnating someone when he's telling the story of how the relationship started with Rena. Like it seems, it seems so 
flaky and weird and full of lies and it could all be bullshit because yeah. it's coming from the mouth of Fred West in but these depositions you know when they talked about some of the infidelities that she had they say yeah he was always aggressive towards the women but never men so yeah. if men would square up to him he couldn't fight there's a guy what's his name John McClacken yeah he says in an interview that's that, a good Scottish name John McClacken John McClacken I'm coming over here to write Greena that's yeah. awful <laughs> <laughs> but he used to he says that he used to kick the shit out of Rena, yeah. but if he ever put it up to him, he never would. He'd never he, fight back against John. No, he'd just yeah. give him a few slaps and he'd take them. Yeah, because I guess... So was, all of his time, violence was towards women. At the time, do you know, you could you could bait your wife and nothing would really happen. Nobody would say But if you got into a fight, it could be like, you know, it could go to the cops and it'd be like, you were fighting... Do you think two, it's that or do you think he's just... It could be a pussy. You knew you'd get the head kicked off. Could it be? Yeah. Could it be just a safety thing where he's like, I'm not going to fight because I might not win. I just take a few slaps and I just bait the shit out of her when he goes. Yeah. And he- well, this is the thing. Like John, John McClacken and, and Rena ended up getting very friendly in their very relationship. Friendly, yeah. And they became lovers. Exactly. And uh, in 1965, strange enough, Fred ran over a young lad in his van and he killed him. Yeah. And his ice cream van, he reversed over him, didn't he? This is the first murder of Fred West. <laughs> Was it on purpose? Was this young lad, uh, you know, kicking a ball up again in the back of the van? See you, mister. You and your fucking ice cream van. You can fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) On my legs. (laughs) Over the head. Back again. Like, who the fuck knows what happened there? Nobody. Fred West did. Yeah, Fred West knows. And that child and God. But the police didn't convict him for it he didn't you know they didn't they couldn't pin Nothing. it to him and that was it and then that's when he bailed he bought his way out with chalk eyes lollies because but then him and Rena weren't really together no they were just living together and they had obviously two kids so it he, was hard to, to bounce you know it will be hard yeah. to bounce you have two kids one is yours one is you know but you raised yours. her so she's yours yeah and then he ran over this kid and he said fuck this I'm out. And he bailed from Glasgow. Well, what he thought was he was doing work at the time in Glasgow and he thought I could stay, I got away with it criminally, but culturally, socially, his social capital had gone down and then he thought he was going to get like a pushback from the neighbours that they were going to fuck him up. Yeah. And he wouldn't get any more business. So he packed up all his stuff and he fucked off. Uh, He moved back to uh, a home near his home in Gloucester with Rena and the two kids. And I read that he used to keep the two kids in a bunk bed and he kept them on the bottom bunk. And he put up bars, wooden yeah. bars between the top bunk and the bottom bunk. And he only and let them, them out when he was when home. When he was home. He didn't let them out. He he nailed them in to this bunk bed prison for the whole day, the two kids. Yeah. That is fucked up. Did you read that as well? Yeah. That's fucked up. That's man. also in that UTV documentary. Yeah. It talks about it. But the, no, he bailed without Rena. No. Yeah. He, he, bailed, he bailed to Gloucester with Rena in tow. And then she went back to Glasgow back. because he was hitting her slaps because they were away from everybody and, and they were away the from John McLacken. And the kids stayed in Gloucester and she would go back and forth to Glasgow. So she for, phoned this former lover, this John McLacken, and said, I want you to save me from this terrible situation. And John said, okay, let's get Issa and hatch a plan and we're going to go get Rena out of Gloucester. So she was going to Glasgow, going back to Gloucester, going to Glasgow, going to Gloucester. But when she was in Gloucester, she was kept as a prisoner, basically, by Fred West. He'd bait her, he'd rape her, he kept the kids locked in a fucking bunk bed cage. She was like, I gotta get out of here. And I don't know the mentality of a battered wife. But you would? I don't know if I would leave 
to save myself and leave my children there. I cannot judge. I have never been in that situation, never had anyone in my family in that situation. I do not know if anyone out there listening is in that situation. Would you leave your kids with him? I mean, is that, is that, well, knowing what he's doing to you, surely when you go, you know. Well, the people that in Jonestown, Jimmer, they left their kids there. But with another parent. When they were given a chance. Well, one fella didn't, he left his son with, with nobody. Fuck. Just to get out. Just to get out. And then in the, all the documentaries, they're interviewing him and he's bawling his eyes out because his gorgeous little son, he left him. Yeah. And he was fucking poisoned. So you can't, you don't know the mentality that these people are. Just survival, man. They're just like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Some fucking handmaid's tale shit. Like it fucking is. Do you know? So trying to get out, Issa, John McLaughlin and Rena hatched this plan. And Issa's uh, uh, friend, remember the one that was hanging around with the dead boyfriend, Anne McFall, she decided to stick around after Rena had been extricated by John McLachlan. She decided to stick around and be the children's nanny. Yep. Can you imagine that? Like the mate that hung around went, so Rena's gone and Rena's gone. And Issa and John came down and got Rena. I mean, there's no one around to take care of the wee wins. What are we going to do? All right, I'll stick around, Fred. Do you want a job? I'll stick around. And was it a love thing? Was it a protection of the kids? Like she knew if there was no adult there that he'd go mad on the kids. What was it? Anne McFall had, she's a, a you know, a conundrum here. So Rena left her with, with, left with, with these rescuers and she left Anne and the two kids behind. And it kind of stuck in Rena's craw a little bit that she ended up visiting the kids a few times more. Yep. And strangely, she robbed the house. Rena robbed she the robbed- house in Gloucester where Anne and Fred were living together. With the nippers. With the nippers. And then she got lamped and she ended up getting... Uh, she got arrested and she got three years probation. Yeah. And she had to move back to Glasgow because she was under under probation in Glasgow. So she couldn't come back down to so the Gloucester house. she fucked everything up. Like, why would you do that? But at the same time, we don't know what she was robbing. We don't know what she was caught for. What she was fucking on. What she was thinking. It, it transpired that Anne McFall was inevitably uh, smitten with Fred West. Yep. And then she... Being a young girl, she was only 17. Yeah. She was alternating between her home in Scotland and then Fred's house. With his two kids. With his two kids and a caravan halfway in between the two. And Fred would go up and meet her and ride the life out of her in the caravan. So she wanted Fred to divorce Rena properly and marry her instead. But in 1967, while she was heavily pregnant at 18 years of age, Anne McFall disappeared. Gonzo. Like Kaiser Sose. Gone, right? No one asked any questions and eventually Rena returned to live with Fred for a time for just a year yeah. after Anne disappeared. Didn't and, ask any questions. And, and Anne and Rena had actual like fisticuff boxing matches in the front garden. This is all before Cromwell Street. This is all, all before like this is this like is all early 20s. This stuff. is like he's 22 like yeah. and he's having these women 30 years pregnant previous. fight in the fucking garden and then bitches disappearing and shit. It's mad fucking stuff. Do you know what the cops are like oh yeah you raped your your sister and had a baby. Ah, I forget about it. What? The, 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 hold on a second. You had a woman from Scotland and she's she had to get saved out of the house by her mates. And then when 18 year olds then which and then she got pregnant and now the 18 year old is missing. Yeah. And now your missus is back. What the fuck? But also around this like, time. Wouldn't happen to daily. I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not in our block. No way. But as well around this time, he was already molesting the two kids. That's true. He was already molesting Charmaine and... Charmaine was older, yeah. Yeah, she was, and Anna Marie. Yeah. So he was already at it. He was already at it. And I'm this, sure Rena knew. I'm sure Anne knew. Maybe, like, while all this other stuff was going on, he was yeah. already at that. 
Well, when when the the children were motherless or, or there was no female r- role uh, uh, in no f- kind of motherly role in the household. Um, Rini came down for a while. She went back. She came down. Anne came down and then poof, disappeared. Uh, Rini came back. When Fred had the two kids in custody, I presume he was doing some shit. Yep. When he didn't want to take care of them, he would leave them in the care of Gloucester Social Services. Or he'd fucking lock them up in a bunk bed. Yeah. I'd lock them up, hammer them in into like wooden bars in the double bunk bed. back in a couple bed. hours. What the fuck, man? Fucking mentally. Go to work. They said he used yeah. to go to work and come back. And then open the bunk and just beds. Leave, and just leave a fucking dish of water for them. Yeah. To, that is demented, man. A little bit of food. That's demented. Like fucking. That's animals. Match you. Match you. So, cue Rosemary West. The love of his life. The black widow uh, that would, I guess, One level, him the up, happy couple. level him up as a, a an infamous murderer. Yeah, Show yin. him his true purpose. The yin to his yang. Yeah. So, Rosemary Pauline West was born in 1953 to Bill and Daisy. So, we've two mother-in-laws called Daisy. Uh, to Bill and Daisy Letts in Durham in England. And Rose, too, performed poorly in school. And she was a bit of a tearaway as a teen. Yeah. A bit precocious. Uh, and her parents split up and Rose lived with her mother. Because it transpires her father was a paranoid schizophrenic who was often sexually abusing her from the age of 8 until the age of 13. Yep. And after. Like, that is a shit household to grow up in. A paranoid schizophrenic, violent, abusive father who is perpetually sexually assaulting you. Yep. That's going to drive you into something. Every night. She was obviously affected by this and it was told, you know, that she used to parade around the house naked. Uh, when she's 13, 14, her, her developing body, she wanted to show it off and she'd do these like uh, sexy strip shows for her little brother. If you can imagine that. She just said no. Gareth, I think is her little brother's name. Yeah. She used to do these sexy shows and at night time. She would sneak into his room and give him hand shandies. Yeah. She'd sneak into his room and she'd wank him. For like sneak in at night and forcefully wank her, her brother, her brother, and then she'd go back to bed. So she had there's no context. There. Yeah, like, there's no context of what was socially, what what was sexually acceptable. Yeah, for and if in any situation, <gasps> from what well, fucking because they don't say what age she started to like her father started to abuse her. I, I read in one website that it was eight, eight. Yeah, Jesus. and then he stopped for a while when she was thirteen, uh, because he was almost caught, and then she was like fifteen. I'm out of the house. And that's when Q, Q, Q when she met Fred Frederick. West. So when she was 15, she yeah, she met Fred uh, and her father obviously disapproved, disapproved of this relationship. Fred was 28 at the time and he lived in a caravan. So can you imagine Rose coming home going, I'm after meeting a fellow dad. He's lovely. 28. And you're like, oh my God. What the fuck? Now he's going to fucking sexually molest you. <laughs> She's gone. I'm out of the picture now. <laughs> what about Christmas? We had so much plans. What plans. about me? Like, it's, it's fucked up to joke about, but also no, it, you'd hard, have yeah. to, to let it go into your brain. <laughs> it's because you can't, you just can't get it into your brain no. in any other way. You have no. to just go, fucking hell. This is bananas. This is bonkers. Like, so many abusive relationships and abused all lives around this, all around this whole situation. And then they're all around each other. And then they're fucking smashed together like two, like, like sexually it's too demented sexually. neurons. You know, our, our neutrons like boom, like smashed together like to make some like weird rapey black matter you know like in CERN the and like protons off each other like this is fucking you know a critical mass yeah of, of like how sexual much can, deviancy how much can the pot take yeah before it overflows and fucking blows up this is what it is so uh, Rose affected by this she was she was wanting to move out she wanted to get out of this house she saw Fred as her saviour and she moved in with him 
She moved in. They lived in the caravan. She was minding the two kids. He was sent to jail in 1970 for 30 days for theft and unpaid fines. And uh, Rosemary. Ro- yeah. What was he getting a fine? I but saw that earlier on. In all like a, the list of stuff he's done. It was a fiver bottom, like unpaid fines. He went to jail for 30 days for not paying back what five pounds. What the fuck? So she went back home to her home house while he was in jail. She wasn't going to live in the caravan on her mm-hmm. own. And her father said, I don't want you to go back to live with Fred. So what he did was he got a police surgeon. He reported her, got a police surgeon to examine her, and she was found to be pregnant. Yeah. Now, there is some claims that this child that she was pregnant with could have been her father's child. And not Fred's. And some say that it could have been Fred's. But you'll never know. No, <laughs> all the kids that we're yeah. going to talk about, you can pretty much say this is the this could be this person's baby or yeah. it could be Fred West's baby. Yeah. Or dad or Fred West. There's a lot of different... A lot of dicks. A lot of dicks in, lot of dicks in the kitchen. This is a... Clo- close your eyes and just pick a dick situation. Plate spinning. Yeah, plate spinning. Who could it be? Uh, round and round we go. <laughs> Which have we got today? Uh, so when she was 15, like I said, met Fred. She's 20, he's 28. Uh, she was placed in care when she was found to be pregnant at, at 16. She'd only got away from Fred for 30 days. He was already in prison. And she was released from care as a juvenile mother-to-be on the proviso that she was going to go and get an abortion. Yep. But what she did was she went straight back into the arms of Fred West. He looked after her. And he looked after her. She was looking after the, the other two kids, Anne-Marie and Charmaine. And she had the baby and they moved into a house in Midland Road. And their first child, Heather West, was born in October of uh, of 1970. Yep. So, like, that didn't work out. At all. Like, that's, that's, and she's so young. She's 10 years. Like, and all the stuff she's already gone young. through. Yeah, 10 years younger than that. Like, regardless what he's the, gone through. Yeah, fucked up, man. It's fucked up. But she already had this, like, and all the while, masochistic. At this point, she, he's unaware of what she's like and um, yeah. her background do you and think he, do you think like, he would have talked about it i don't know is that like pillow talk you know oh my god that, you're riding me just like me dad because later on when the when all the stuff comes out about what they actually did mm. they seem to have no clue i i i thought that when i watched the documentary i thought that rose and fred like when they finally like you did you, you and you, you did that? oh my god are you and you how many murders did you do what are oh my chances? god that's hilarious i love you even more yeah love you that's what it seems in that documentary that uh, they were completely unaware of their previous i thought that too when i watched it and in my reading i'm like do they there's no way they couldn't because they were fucking double teaming people like like and even later on when they find out about the abuse of the kids yeah they have it was to done, have but they had to have known Maybe, maybe like the murder. We'll talk about Heather now in a second, but yeah. like maybe so, like a disappeared child. And you're like, you know. That's uh, a bit weird. Rose, have you seen Heather? No. Oh, no. No. Uh, Something to Rose tell you. Marie, have you seen Heather around the house? I was looking for her to do, do a few jobs, go down the shop and get the messages. No, Fred, she's not here. She's in the garden now underneath the patio. Like what? <laughs> do you know? Like, she's out the back. Like, is it is it a thing where they lie to each other so much that they believe their lies? Is it a thing where they made a pact to lie and... As much as they can. I mean... Until... It's, it's fucked. It's 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 so it, unfathomable. And it, it's like the truth is precluded by so many different levels of lies and then denial and then confession and then denial again. Yeah. Like, it's so murky it's, that you can never know. You can never, ever know. 
And there's so many dicks. There's like dicks everywhere. There's so many dicks. And then unfortunately there's kids everywhere. Yeah. And they had so many kids for so many different people over the course of these, even their early years. Do you I, thought the, a, I thought I had a spider in my headphones there for a second. Spider in my headphones. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I lost me trying to talk because you were Sorry, you said they had so many kids. Did so many kids. And even at this point, they're still very, very young. Very young. Very young. And they know nothing about each other's like crazy sexual history. Do you think Fred West is like, uh, something to you tell know, you for this day yeah Rose like meeting Rose is like do you ever live anywhere other than Gloucester yeah I used to live in Scotland oh yeah really why um because <laughs> I raped my sister and got her pregnant <laughs> like th- I don't think that comes up how can no it has to have been something like a slip of the tongue and they go I don't know oh, wait a minute did you, you is that yeah have you, oh my god yeah it's fucking Can weird we just man. become best friends <laughs> 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 Bunk beds. Bunk beds. What the fuck? So, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically, Rose moved into the house. They so had a small. There was a small baby. There was two kids under eight years of age, and almost immediately at sixteen years of age, Fred had Rosemary turned out as a prostitute. Turning tricks out of turning tricks room. out of twenty five Midland Room, uh, Midland Road in Gloucester, uh, and Fred would often watch as as Rose would service the uh, the local clientele. And Rose often uh, encouraged Fred to apparently m- m- molest Anna Marie, who, which is his natural daughter, his daughter with Rena. For Rena. Um, after, after they had had sessions. So, like, Rosemary would have a session with a John where some fella would come into the house and ride her. And she's 16, remember? Yep. And then Fred would be watching and he'd have the horn. And then Rosemary presumably would be wore out. So she convinced Fred... To let her watch what he abused Anna Marie. Like... Because it was, it was a story that it was, they kind of found out about it. That's fucked up, through, man. There was a, on that documentary, they talk about Rose tying the kid to the toilet. Yeah. And whipping, whipping the kid. Mm. And Fred found out about it and saw it. And then they say, was this that moment where these little things, she started to get sloppy almost. Well, Fred realized, oh yeah, she's probably had some weird sex She's into stuff. this shit too. I'm going to turn her out as a prostitute and see what happens. Fucking maybe. Like, because the chronological order of all this information you don't know what led this to that and that to this I, i'd love to and uh, in our sexuality documentary that i'm going to be doing for tcg tv in, in the united states Can i want to be able to talk to sex workers and go like what brought you into this because a lot of times people talk about sex work as like female empowerment and it's you know i, I you know i'm in control and it's my body and you have people who are like dominatrixes and they come in and the fella you know wouldn't kneel down and you just step on his balls with stilettos or whatever like and call him a, a call him a useless piece of shit and he's just like, yes, mother, or some fucking weird stuff like that. A lot of trauma. But a lot of it is like a, a mucky motel room and some lad fucking heaving his whiskey stained jizz up your gash. Yeah. A lot of it is that. A lot of it. Most then, of it is and that. And then you would wonder, a lot of it is linked with drug What got you to that point? And drug abuse. And like how, how many bad decisions were made to get you there? Like it's something that I absolutely have no experience of in yeah. any way like at a all. A lot of them are addiction. Is addiction is, is a it massive addiction? part. Is it, for, know, for a lot, a lot of them, massive yeah. part is addiction. And then a way of feeding that addiction. Or a lot. What, what like can you some sell? Some of them are, 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 have no other discernible skills. But it's like, what can you sell? Job. You can't get a normal job because of your addiction. So what are you going to do? But even some of them are not addicted to stuff and they just, they're in situations where yeah, they get into a relationship with a man who forces them to do that because they've had some kind of weird trauma and he's able to exploit their vulnerability. 
Like, then, but then even how do you meet these people that's what I mean they're the able to as, find same them as, it's like they're drawn to each other yeah. these mad fuckers predators and prey yeah that the, yeah. the predators know all oh, your one is fucking I, she's no family she's nobody lo- like I can look after her yeah if she turns tricks I know more for you daddy but, like, but, with, but with Fred and Rose West like he yeah. he had her turn of the tricks he immediately up, immediately she like popped the baby out and straight away she has her ba- so he has her being a prostitute bam they had, they and have having her support him riding the fucking child because she didn't want to get rode after the, 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 the John was in doing the business with yeah. her. So Fred is like, now I want my go. And she's like, no, no, no. Ride the, ba- ride the baby instead. Like, and all this going on. With the like, that's what it was written. Like, Rose convinced him to molest Anna Marie. But that's what she thought. Well, and that's but what that's what Fred says that's as what, well. Yeah, that's what he says. But then he has, obviously, his sister Kitty, you know, that yeah, he, he raped and he's molesting for years. Yeah, it's already in it. It's already there. Yeah. Like she maybe, but she knew. You'd have to fucking You'd know, have man. to know. You couldn't be living in a house and not know that shit. So uh, later, Anna Marie would also be turned into a prostitute and she was prostituted from the age of 13. Yep. And rottenest of rottenness, the best customer for this 25 Midland Road mother and daughter prostitute this is team fucking Jesus is Rose's father Bill yeah the paranoid schizophrenic who didn't want used her to, to molest, used to molest her, her as a child now he had come to the, f- the realization like okay she's with Fred Rest now she has a new master but he liked the fact that I'd he like, liked him yeah I like riding him in there. my daughter so I'm going to pay money to get in to get to ride my like daughter and my granddaughter and would Fred even have had a fucking like you know, I know this is ridiculous to say but it's just the territory you're in like is there a conversation that she says this is my dad? I would imagine so. You know, yeah. or does he just commit as a punter? I think Fred would know. Are he be into liking the fact that our dad comes in and fucking? Can you imagine Fred West sitting, in the, sitting in the corner of the room watching her dad, your 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 miss, the mother of your child's dad ride the mother of your child, and then afterwards, for you to get off, you ride your own child, being encouraged by your missus. Like that is a, f- and this is, a, they're in their early 20s. They haven't even early gone into killing 20s. motherfuckers yet. Like, no. As far as we know. Like, this is. This is the start of it all, which it should be the fucking end of it all. And this is like all common he, knowledge. This yeah. is all stuff that's known on the internet. Like, you just, it's out there. It's out there. Everybody knew about it. I don't know, Lee. This is fucking it's getting dark. Got dark the minute we started to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> it's fucked up. So, the West household then had eight children in, in, in as many years. Uh, five were definitely fathered by Fred and three are reported to have been fathered by three different clients that Rosemary saw regularly. Yeah. They'd also uh, go out and pick up women from bus stops and from country roads and keep them prisoner in the house in 25 Midland Road. Yep. Um, Our family of love is what Rose used to call it. Yeah, but uh, there is no numbers, Lee, of how many of those girls were killed, where their bodies were buried, were they killed there and transported out. They dug up all of the ground around Midland Road. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second, but they only found certain bodies that they weren't actually physically looking for. Yeah. There was other ones that will never be found. But they don't know. because And they don't know. They'll never, like, I know we keep saying that because never we know. won't. You never know. But then they, they asked Fred where he buried all these people. Yeah. And he said he doesn't remember. Or who the people were. Like someone who we just had. Were? Well, someone we just had nicknames. Like he didn't actually know their name of the people that they he picked murdered. picked them up on the road. They pulled up by a bus stop and went, you waiting for the last bus, you know who's gone? We can give you a lift. We give you a ride. Do you want a cup of tea? And then you get in the back of the car and then your head is covered in sellotape. And then and they fucking the tie you up. That's the end of you, tie you yeah. up and torture and rape you. Like, 
So they were they were lamped. They were caught in January 1973 after they captured and raped a girl called Caroline Owens, who escaped the house and went to authorities. And we'll talk a bit more about Caroline in a second. Yeah. But that was like, well, it should have been all over. Red flag. It should have been all yeah, over like, at this point, bro. Like yeah. it should be done. We should be game over, but it's not game over. And it's game on. It's only the fucking start. Step one. We've only just begun <laughs> to <Jeez>. rape, <laughs> sell tape and hand ties, kiss for luck, and we're on our way. Like, this is fucked up. Fucked up. Do you know? Yeah. Tell them all about it, the conspiracy guys. But the Wests were no strangers lead to the authorities with Fred serving multiple sentences yep. uh, for petty crimes. And we see this, if, if, I don't know if you've listened to the Charlie Manson episode. Yeah. Um, this is, seems like but they, they always a very know. Manson-esque family, a family of love. He's the patriarch. He's bringing in these women, sexually assaulting, they're having kids. It's all, it's not, maybe, maybe Manson wasn't as rapey. No. But he was definitely gathering in people and, and just controlling much, yeah. people. And just like the manipulation of all this. Yeah. That's very much. Putting them in a household. Putting them in a household. And it's, the, like, the police always know in these cases, don't they? They always Man. say like, they've been known to police for years. I can't, yeah. It's and like it's those, always the way. Always. Oh, we always knew he was a weird one. Yeah. It's like those signs in the shopping centres, like known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> known thieves operating this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Fucking arrest them. Yeah, have guards here all have the time. Have guards here all the time. What are you doing? Like, give us a hand here. Yeah. Do not, do not leave your luggage unattended. Unattended <laughs> luggage will be stolen. Will be stolen. You gobshites. But that's what it is, man. They, they, they were known to police. In 1971, Fred West was arrested and he served six months sentence for the theft of car tires and a tax disc for a vehicle. He was only ever locked up for tiny, like, you know, minor crimes minor same crimes. as Charlie Manson yeah. locked up institutionalised locked up bam, the whole time bam. and this like, would it not have shown up on his record what he had done to his sister during this time when you in I and out of the fucking police station you're talking the about the fucking early late 50s early 60s would they have kept it's not digitised it's on the local yeah, fucking register the files up he's somatic. a young lad so he's probably it's probably not he vanished after I mean he was juvenile yeah he's fi- like 15 16 when he's doing that shit case so. was squashed never went to court see ya I'm sure there's other Frederick Wests around the area, you know. So, uh, he was in jail for six months and Rosemary was left alone with the three girls at this time. Yeah. Now, so, so we have Heather, her daughter with her Fred. Daughter. Anna Marie, which is uh, uh, Fred's, Fred's daughter, daughter with Rena, And then... Rena's the, daughter. Charmaine, who was from this random Pakistani, Pakistani man. Pakistani man. Right. So you're now caring for these children, two of which aren't yours. Red flags. Two of which aren't yours. Yep. Red flags, man. So, during this time, the three girls were subject to horrific beatings and torture and other forms of extreme punishment. Uh, Anne-Marie responded with deeply submissive behavior, it's told. Yep. But Charmaine remained strong and steadfast. She gave it back. And she refused to cry or display any emotion, which is what Rose wanted. So she punished her fucking hard. Yeah, and she used to scream stuff at Rose as well, didn't she? Yeah, she said, uh, you're, you're, my re- real mammy will come and get me and... My real mammy wouldn't shout at me like this. And she'll and, save me in oh, Yeah. Just infuriating Rose. So much so that like... She used to beat her even more. Yeah. Turn the key. Do you remember the story about the neighbour? What neighbour? The neighbour from the documentary that said, and I came into the house and I saw that the child was standing on the chair naked. Oh, yeah. With her hands tied behind her back. The child was standing naked. She had 
been blindfolded and gagged. And this was the start of the sellotape on the head stuff. And Rose was baiting her with a, a wooden paddle. Like, why doesn't... How, how, if, you, if you were walking, you know you're walking by the street house. and you've seen the door open on a hot day and you look in and you know when the grannies all sit out in the front step or whatever and you look uh, in how are you love how are you and there's a fucking child standing on a on a table down in the long kitchen gagged blindfolded gagged blindfolded ha- hands behind the back and getting bet with a wooden paddle wouldn't you not be like I'm reading the fucking Gardaí like yeah or so, you fucking run in there <laughs> yeah would you not try to do something it's Halloween it's grand <laughs> She was a bold girl. She 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 did something. She must have Grant, done something. Don't worry a thing about it. Fucked up, man. So that that happened in 1971. Uh, and in that year, hospital records show that Charmaine was also treated for a severe puncture wound in her ankle. So they were obviously torturing these children. Rose was obviously torturing these children while Fred was in jail. Charmaine is considered the first death of the couple by the hands of Rosemary West. And it happened yeah. shortly before Fred was released from a six-month sentence. Now, this was contested. I, I found two or three different variations uh, online. Yes, some said that Fred killed her, strangled her to death. Some said that Rosemary did before he got out of prison. Some people say he hasn't a, hadn't a clue about hadn't it. Hadn't a clue about it for a lo- the longest time. But then other people said that he helped to bury the body exactly. later on and move it. Some people say, this sounds like folks on it. Some people say that he helped bury the body. No, some people say that he didn't know so much so that when he went to do work on the shed that he cut the body in half with the machinery because when Charmaine was found she was in 1994 uh, the body was separated at the hips yeah and they thought they either cut her in half the barrier or the body was found like across the yard because they had moved the shed moved the ground in the shed so Fred could have done that and not known that she was down there and dug where she was buried and I mean that's logical if you think you have a child buried there you wouldn't fucking ever dig there again in case you turn something up but yeah true so you can imagine it's logical if you you aren't Rose and Fred West well yeah <laughs> yeah it could be yeah Rose a killer bury her under the coal shed and, and then, then Fred would do well, some renovations away, and she'd say hey listen I have to tell you something yeah I killed well maybe maybe she didn't t- tell her that he could because the child was missed by neighbours and friends and Rosemary told everybody that Rena had come back from Scotland and she took her back to take, Glasgow took the child back to Glasgow so it's, it's written from what I read, the Wests both buried Charmaine in the coal cellar at 25 Midland yep. Road. Uh, and Fred knew about it when he came out of jail. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Well, there's those recordings of Fred saying... I never knew. I never knew. I how never could knew she what do she did with Charmaine. How could she do that to an eight-year-old? Yeah. Like, how could she do it? That's despicable. But this, never is the time, like that. this is the time when he had flip-flopped. Yeah. And he was now pinning everything on Rose at the end. We'll get to that. So, I mean, so many different stories from, from the man himself. Yeah. When they found Charmaine's body, she was missing some fingers and her and her patelle, both of her kneecaps are gone, which would become a theme of keepsakes that the Wests would exhibit in the bodies that were kneecaps, discovered. toes. The toes fingers. were gone, the fingers were gone. And I was like, would they keep them? And you came up with an interesting theory that maybe... What did I say? That they were... Chopping them off. Yeah. yeah. As part of... Well, it was part of it. The way how they tortured people was that they cut off their fingers and yeah. they cut off their toes. Yeah. Like, they'd start with the fingernails. Yeah. So they... You can catch on. I read, yeah, in in the basement that they found like a little kind of a a clump of fully intact fingernails and toenails. Like in a little box? Not in a box, but in like a... Like a tobacco box? Yeah, an area. Like... (laughs) Smoke that. It was like a jazz shaker. The West Family Band? Yeah. I play the the skin flute. We toured toured the North (laughs) Country. It's fucking weird. 
So they tortured them, chopped their fingers. They, they were missing fingers and toes. It could have been a thing where they were like, chop off, chop off the fingers so that they can't identify them from the fingerprints. True. But also a lot of serial killers keep mementos. Yeah, and, and it's said that the Wests kept the kneecaps as the mementos. Yeah. I mean... And Fred never answered any questions regarding what he kept. Yeah, and they, they never asked, found anything. They never found anything, and they asked him in detail during the the months and months of finding out the bodies. They asked, did you take... They, they knew what they were asking. They knew. Yeah. But he would just say, no. No. He's a pathological liar. Though, but he, he was so responsive to all the other questions. Yeah. They were the only ones he wasn't. Well, the thing nearly fell apart altogether when Charmaine's mother, Rena... Popped up at the door. Yeah, she became she became a problem because everyone would find out that she didn't actually have Charmaine in her custody. And Rena tried to then come back and see the other children and she was met by uh, uh, Christine, who's the sister-in-law to Fred. Mm-hmm. And Rena was breaking down in front of Christine, going like, I want my baby's back, baby's back, baby's back, ribs. I want my back baby's north. back. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't happening for her. She was she was she knew some shit was going on. She knew what Fred West was she like. She knew. And the Wests were like, This bitch is gonna blow the fucking cover. Yeah. So she was eventually given the address in Midland Road by Christine. She went to confront Fred. And guess what? Disappeared. Never been seen again. See ya. Never been seen Just again. like Anne McFall. Bye bye, Rena. She was supposedly strangled to death, yep. but not before she was. And this is how they found her body. She was raped with a metal tube because they found her skeleton with the tube, the tube in her pelvic Fuck. bone, and in they, the hole in the pelvis. And they chopped her up. And then they chopped her up in quarters, and they put into 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 many tiny pieces. It said where yeah. I was, <laughs> the many tiny pieces. Fred went mad with this with this knife. And uh, they buried her in a place called Letterbox Field. Yep. I mean, that's a pretty brutal way to go. Awful. You come to confront and get your kids back and then you get murdered and then raped with a metal pole and cut up into bits. And buried, and buried. in Letterbox. I mean, the Wests were at it now. This is like full team West. There's no going back now. Both of them knew what was going on. And from the documentary, we were told, like, we didn't know who was killing who. They fucking they both fucking knew. knew. They both knew that they were murderers. So in January 1972, Fred and Rosemary who were married in 1972. Rose had just become old enough, if you can imagine, to get married. And this is like three, four years four after years. they met. Like, and all this magic. <laughs> and this man murders and all. murders. And, and prostitutions and molestations and all this stuff. So finally in 72, they got married in January. He was still technically married to Rena, but her being killed only a few months beforehand. I mean, he get, he's he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm free to marry. Don't I'm know where not, she is. She's up in Glasgow. I'm not married. I'm not, you know. Um, but it wasn't known to the authorities at this point that she was dead. So technically it was it was uh, bigamy and uh, was illegal, but they didn't get caught for it. It seems the police weren't catching these cunts for anything, right? No, but, but that's what I said to you, because a lot of them were clients of, of Rose. Quite possibly. They said they're, they're clients of Rose and they, like anything that went to them, they would just squash it. I can't believe that. It's not that I don't believe it. I can't believe it, man. I know. But that happens all the time. I can't believe that a bunch of cops who are riding some scabby gash up in a house where some fucking awful stuff was happening would turn a blind eye just to like to get their jollies perpetuate this scabby gash like well we don't know what they were doing in that room like how how good how 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 many kids were brought up as well like how many of the kids were and what was this like a pedophile ring what were these fuckers into as well and that if it comes to their door it's gonna come to their door so it was like here listen no that's bollocks see you later squashed you know I never thought about that I never thought that they could have they could have been into that kind of they stuff as well. They could have had the kids up there. They could have had... Anything. Mm, so picking somebody, these waves off the, off the side of the road and... Yeah. 
So somebody comes to you and starts saying, here, listen, down the road there in that house, Fred and Rosemary West are up to all sorts of shit and they're molesting kids. They're torturing people. And you've been up to it too in there and they know it. You want to squash that shit. You want to squash that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Fuck me, man. Well, at this point, so, we, we get the we get the lease signed for 25 Cromwell Street. And this is where it all happened. This is the House of Horror. This is the House of Horror. We haven't even got to the House of Horror Can you imagine? yet. And all this fucking We're halfway shit. through. No, we're not. We're more than halfway through. We haven't even got to the House of Horror. Which fucking is bananas. where it all kicks well, off. Well, 25 Cromwell Street, any Fred, any Fred West or any Fred and Rosemary West documentary that you watch, this is, where, this is where it all happens. 25 Cromwell Street is the House of Horrors. Rose was pregnant with her second child. They moved in. Uh, in 1972 and it was a big house it was four stories with a basement looks like a big hotel yeah a lot of those houses uh, on that street were the same Uh, they converted the upstairs two bedrooms into bed sits for lodgers uh, one on on each floor and then the uh, basement was also converted so it had a an earth and Fred did it all Fred did the whole thing because he's whole a builder. Thing, he's a builder. And he had a good work ethic. <laughs> but uh, he was well able for, for to do all this stuff alone. So he may have been doing some Joseph Fritzl stuff, like making some trap doors trap or making doors. some extra like Fucking prison boxes for the JJ kids. JJ Holmes. To, yeah. All the, H.H. Holmes. H.H. J.J. Holmes. J.J. is his brother. It's <laughs> the next letter up. H.H. Holmes. Yeah. And his brother J.J. And uh, his sister B.B. <laughs> <laughs> BB and DD and CC Bloom yeah, and CC as well as the income then from the bed sits and the people coming and, and and lodgers staying in the house Fred continued the prostitution that he had undertaken uh, with Rosemary and he, he he turned around again as a prostitute and he used these bed sits for the uh, the dirty deed so it ended up being top floor was a lodger's bed sit uh, next floor down was Ro- Rose's room as they call it uh, and then the next two floors were for the family. Them and the family, the kids. Yeah. So Fred wanted to specifically target uh, these West Indian clients from around the area. And he uh, advertised Rose's services as like white girl wants to fuck in the back of these like certain magazines and, and, and papers. And people came running. And, and these newly immigrated West Indian men would land up in the house and be like, Buana, me want to go have go your wife, man. <laughs> Mary, she got she got back, and that and that happened, and they ended up having a bunch of kids, loads for a load of different men. And Fred was like, "Fuck, how the fuck do I have three black kids? I'm gonna have to tell the kids, yeah, my grandmother was black. That's why you're that's she why you're black. Just spin the whole Charmaine thing again. Yeah, but but this one this one he's like telling everybody and the kids when the kids are going and going, oh, your mommy and daddy white. And the kids are like, my daddy says that my, uh, his 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 grandmother was African, so that's why I'm black. And I don't know, I have this very posh voice. <laughs> yeah, living, where are we going? We're living in Gloucester. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like that's how that's how the, that's how we're all. He just told them that his he had you know uh, African blood in his lineage, and, and it just came out in three of the five kids. I don't know, it's pretty fucking. That's like uh, me, myself, and Irene, or something, like, is, isn't it? <laughs> That's what happens. At the barbecue and they go, um. (laughs) (laughs) What's your man's name? Charlie. Oh, fuck. Charlie Happy Day or some weird thing. Yeah. Charlie. Hank. Hank. He's Hank Evans. Yeah, yeah. Hank is the other guy. Because it's like Hank Evans for little girls. (laughs) Like, Hank Uh, Evans for little girls. Ah, that's good. So. uh, Charlie Bailey Gates. Bailey Gates. He's Bailey Gates. Yeah, I love it. Charlie Charlie Bailey Bailey Gates. Gates. Come on, Lee. Full Uh, points. Yep. Love it. Good night. Good night.
Just fun. Uh, but this is the thing. So uh, back to the raping. Um, Fred advertised for these West Indian ads to come over. They were doing the business. He was getting a few bob. She would have also, Rose would have casual sex with the lodgers in the house, yeah. male and female. And start to get very, very aggressive. Very aggressive. Tying them up and beating the fuck out of them. But she was particularly aggressive with the ladies. And there was some of, I was in the documentary, they say because she was abused by men yeah. pretty much her whole life, she turned her attention to women because she felt that she was the domineering force there. Yeah. And they couldn't overpower her. She wanted to take the power that the men exerted on her and exerted on a woman. Yeah. A younger woman. A younger woman. Well, a younger woman. She's only... F- she's only 20 at she's this point. 20. Uh, 18, 19 at this 19, point. 19, but really. then she started to pick up younger women. Yeah. 16, 17. And this is going on all through the 70s, like right yeah. into the 80s. So you're talking about like in, in her late 20s, Fred is in his mid 40s. And around these times, they say the, the murders and the, the really horrible shit started to dip yeah. because they were getting their gratification from all you know everything from these lodgers yeah. who were I, I i think as well runaways possibly no sexual abuse victims possibly people who wanted to leave broken and and disruptive and abusive homes and the wests were like come on in brilliant this is great you're exactly what we've been looking for and they fed them yeah and there was talks of like uh rose being like i guess filling out this sadomasochistic fantasy she would she would get them tied into the bed there was loads of choking uh large dildo insertions she'd have these massive dildos and ram them up around them the, yeah and the girls were like oh that's too big and it's like oh yeah you're not a big girl you can't take this like taunting them to take it and the girls were like okay and going along with it somehow but because they're tied up as yeah. well and you don't know where this is gonna go it's fucking where it went with some so of these weird. poor women yeah exactly she used to whip them as well there was uh, cigarette uh, burns talk of getting a belt and whipping them on their on their exposed vaginas like really hard really hammering them out of it hammering them with, with, with leather belts uh, and then there was like restraints and tying, tying them up with, with uh, handcuffs and uh, rubber tubing was often used um, which was found in one of the bodies yeah like it was serious S&M shit going on, but the bondage motif became more and more severe then later on with Fred joining in sometimes. And he was excited at the fact that Rosemary could make these women scream in pain. Yep. And Rose had her, her Rose's room, it was called. And uh, she began this like dominant service then for business and pleasure. And they started to put in peepholes and men came over and they would get spanked and told all this stuff. And women too. And they'd record all so this women as well. Were, were coming and paying for sadomasochistic sex women prostitute customers yep like that is that in gloucester and who knew who the fuck would know man? fuck amsterdam that is a that is a niche market in a small place and she used like, to drug them as well well that's the thing there was there was some druggings and she caroline drug owens the women. caroline owens got a bad cup of tea yeah and that's what happened to her because then they would leave afterwards and they wouldn't remember anything <laughs> yeah. but you couldn't walk right having now, a, this isn't having a forget me now what's happening now yeah the walk of shame yeah the walk of i can't walk <laughs> Don't know what the fuck was up there. The crawl of shame. Yeah. But they put up cameras, they put up peepholes, Fred would join in, they started filming all of these things. So who the fuck knows? Maybe Lee, your your theory of they maybe had something on some cops and that's why they kept on getting away with it. That yeah. The cops went in and they were doing some wild shit like because even squealing like it, a pig and then Fred had them on camera doing it and he's like, well, listen, like, if you don't get me off this, I mean, if I'm going to jail... What, You're going to fucking jail. What's keeping these uh, video cassettes from finding a way to the news? Yeah, and what you just said there a minute ago, you are like, all this mad shit is happening in Gloucester. 
Plastic. It's not like they're doing it in a place where it's happening everywhere. Yeah. So you you know it's a dime a dozen. They, like it's happening in Gloucester. And and if it's happening in one place, and Gloucester being so small, everybody area. who's important involved in it is going in. Is going in and having their life and getting filmed, destroyed, possibly potentially. Pretty much. And you and if you see the street as well, if you if you look at it online, it's a pretty quiet area. It is. It's, it's very residential. You know, it's very residential. Very residential. And it's very dark and peaceful. Yeah. It's like Coronation Street or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know. It's more drama than Coronation Street. I don't know, man. So it, it's not like you know, it's it's not a busy area. No. And there's kids how, and everybody out on the street it, and yeah. it's how a family area. On? Well, there was neighbours used to complain about the the, the noise, the noise level. Because uh, the lads used to play, be the Wests played like super loud music to cover, to cover people up people screaming. Because they were fucking ramming like traffic cones up young ones' fannies at night time and they were screaming their fucking heads off. Yeah. Covering their heads in sellotape and sticking, so, well, sh- sticking straws up their nose you so they could breathe. But that, uh, that image, it was burned onto my brain. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Awful. What like, if you have a bad nose and you can't breathe proper? That's some, but it is some like gimp, like from from Pulp Fiction shit, like yeah. Tarantino is definitely into something like that. Mm, allegedly, in your personal opinion. <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly. So <laughs> this bondage motif came out again, and again, and uh, Fred really liked it. He was into it, man. But uh, you know, there was a bar installed in Rose's room. Uh, they they put a red light outside the door to show that she was in session, and. Uh, they even had a, a second doorbell on the front door for the upstairs room so yeah. that the clients wouldn't have to walk through the, the house. And they made kind of like a second hallway. And the kids hallway. wouldn't fucking open the door. Yeah, they had a second hallway to let them into the to the upstairs part for the lodgers. And it became a, it became a Gloucester hotspot. Yeah. For getting your, your, your Mickey whipped. Yeah, now we get into the weird stuff. This is, this is, that's not even how weird it gets. No, it goes forward again. Here we go. Strap in. With the eight kids in the West House, they were all coming of age at a certain point and they were given their chores to do, similar to Fred's upbringing on the farm, but they weren't allowed to go outside the house often and were often beaten like half to death for disobeying Fred's orders. So between 1972 and 1992, the West kids, eight of them, were admitted to hospital 31 times collectively in 20 years. And a few, and they were with broken bones, with broken collarbones, missing teeth. Uh, one of them had a cracked eye socket. Cuts on them. Cuts, bruises, like... like Everything you can name. Yeah, they had a, a what's it called? Um, gloved, gloved skin on their fingers because they were trying to pull the finger off and the yeah. whole meat came off the bone. Um, there was like bum stuff, like bleeding, bleeding, bleeding bums, rectums. Bleeding, bleeding rectums, like bleeding vaginas. Imagine, imagine like you're in a hospital in Gloucester. And you have a 10-year-old girl that lands in with a, like, gaping, bleeding anus. And the father's like, I don't know, I just found her like that. Can and you then, put a plaster on it? Like, and then our brother comes in the following week. Or, or even two months later. Two months later, over the course. You'd remember that shit. Fucking right you would. Why what's, the fuck what's was the this name? not? Why was this left for so long that this man could do, and Miss Man and this woman could do that to their kids and no one would ever say Nobody. Anything? Like, fuck that shit, man. To something, there is. Somebody, people knew about this. And I think, I think that's why this case was so big. Because otherwise it's just another murder case. And it happens often enough, like, yeah. that there's enough murders and there's enough shit going on. Like, this was a phenomenon at the time. Why so serious? And this is before all the murders. Yeah. Like, this we, is, like, before the shit broke for yeah, reals. This is fucked up shit. But you haven't even gotten to all the other stuff that they find. <laughs> yeah. 
this is only the start of the weird stuff. <laughs> so the the kids used to run away from the house. They used to sleep rough or they'd stay with friends for weeks until they eventually weren't returned home for the inevitable awful hiding that they used to get. Uh, Fred then began sexually assaulting the children uh, with Anna Marie being the first child from the marriage with Rena, and she got the worst of it. Yeah. Uh, Fred would rape her with Rose's encouragement in the cellar of 25 Cromwell Street uh, and she was bound and tortured while Fred did his business uh, by Rosemary and she would whip and, and cut and all this stuff and Anne-Marie really got the worst of it the worst of it according to according to uh, to records she was also made a prostitute at the age of 13 like we said and her grandfather was one of their best clients and he was also a client of Rose yeah that's fucking fucked so Heather and May were two other of the girls, and they were also subject to their parents' disgusting sexual proclivities, especially so after Anna Marie eventually had enough and ran away from home in 1979. Uh, she had had, as far as I remember, been pregnant from Fred, and then her mother, feeling jealous of her pregnancy, bet the shit of her so much that the pregnancy turned into an ectopic pregnancy, which is the baby is growing outside of the womb, womb as far as I understand. And she... Uh, ended up having a miscarriage something happened and she ended up having to go to hospital because that can kill you like yeah. sepsis or whatever and when the baby was, was taken out she was asked to be discharged and she never went home and the parents didn't know when she was going to be discharged it was like a kind of a snake off kind of a thing and I mean fucking lucky for her like yeah because she finally managed to get out at 79 whatever happened like she was in her still in her late teens she had her whole life ahead of her if she wanted it like, that's fucked up, man. But to go into your life with all that, having happened to you at the age of 17. Yeah, but at least she got out. At least she did get out because someone the left there. Out, do you know? Yeah. Uh, the rest of them started hitting puberty around this time, uh, Heather and May. And, you know, Fred would often molest them openly, saying, I made, saying, I made you, I can do what I like with you. Can you imagine your ass saying that to you? Well, he's like, just... when you're bending over to pick up your socks in the morning, he's just like, Bwick! and he's like, what are you doing? I made you, I can do what I want. What the fuck, man? He used to pinch their pinch their boobs when they had like like fresh grown boobs when they were like thirteen and or fourteen, and he pinch them super hard and make them bruised and everything. And they're like, "Stop!" And he's like, "I'm aging. Do what I want with you." Like that's fucked up. It's been fucked up. Like it's it's along the same lines of what he said when he molested his sister or when he raped his sister. It doesn't everyone do, do doesn't that? Doesn't everyone do that? This is what it is. This is what this is what growing up and is. It's, no, it's like Cl Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> doesn't everybody do that? Yeah, everybody does that. Your man's climbing up on the ladder up in the thing. Doesn't everybody do that? Everyone's at it. Like if you're, if you're, you know, if you kind of fancy a girl and you can't tell her, what do you do? You get a ladder and you climb into her bedroom when she's not there. Doesn't everyone do that? Yeah. Clarissa explains it all. We do home. Like that's how it is. What a show. Brilliant. She didn't explain it all though. She explained nothing. She explained a few things. No. No? Like how to navigate a high school hallway. It started. Like really it, mundane. It, it asked more questions than it answered. It did, yeah. It did. Melissa John Hart. How to order a salad. <laughs> But uh, how to wear how to wear a jean jacket that has a cloth inside? And she had lovely hats, didn't she? Great hats, like blossom. Best hats. Hats that went up at the side. So Fred also said that he wanted to uh, impregnate both of his daughters. This was his "I I made you, I can do what I want with you" stuff. He wanted to impregnate the two of them. That was his his goal, uh, and he forced them all to watch pornography together in the house as a family. And then obviously some shit went down after that, and they did everything. To not incur their father's wrath. And the two girls and their brother Stephen uh, would often stick together in the house for fear of being raped. They wouldn't, like if they were getting changed or whatever, they'd always stay together two in the room just in case some shit went down. 
if there was two of them there he would just like lightly molest and then move on but if they're on their own you're gonna get you're gonna get a rape fucking that was that was how how prolific he was and years after uh, you know with years of abuse heather then uh, complained to friends about this behavior in school and she began showing signs of psychological distress so she started to drink heavily she was biting her nails until they bled she was very nervous in school and in school she refused to take showers after gym class and she was always covered from head to toe at all times so as to not show the bruises and the, the massive amount of injuries especially on the wrists and on the ankles where she was being tied up the whole time and rumors of her mother's uh, uh, sexual services were were abound uh, basically the whole, the whole town knew what she was at and they asked heather and, and heather said yes yeah, she, she was they were, they were true and she confided in her friends and then this story was out the story was out about what was happening and her fucking parents went mental they battered her battered the shit out there's of her. like there's interviews with the other siblings and they said like heather would be on the ground and rose would be kicking her in the face that's disgraceful like man. battering her with an inch of her life because they didn't like what was happening yeah, it's it's mad like that she can she tried to confide in her friends and, and still nothing was done. Like she's she's a witness, like she's telling people like this is what's happening, hashtag me too, like And nothing's so, getting done. Nothing's getting done. Heather left school in nineteen eighty seven and she tried to get out of the, the, the Cromwell Street uh, homestead. So she applied for numerous jobs but was unsuccessful in most of her applications and she, she broke down one night then to her brother Stephen and and her, and her sisters and she cried and she wailed through the night because this was her only way out. And then the next day she wasn't anywhere to be found. Disappeared. No one could see her. She disappeared. And when the sisters asked, where's Heather? Fred told the family that she'd got in, got into one of those jobs and that she had uh, got a job in a, in a, a hotel in Torquay. And there was, it was kind of a live-in, live-in job she's kind gone. of a thing. Yeah, she's gone. For those of you that don't know, Torquay is where Faulty Towers is. So there's these kind nice of like coastal. stately homes on the coast, and it's the it's the British Riviera. Yeah. So you go down and you get your you get your it's a bray, isn't it? Yeah. You get your room at the top of the house, and you and you serve the mister. Like Jersey Shore. Like Jersey Shore. Like Jersey. Like uh, Myrtle Beach. Just less tanned. Yeah, it's more pasty. Pasty. Yeah. Mm. And imported palm trees and stuff. So she she got this job in a hotel in Turkey allegedly. Uh, but instead, what actually happened was she was killed and buried under the patio in 25 Cromwell Street. And uh, Fred often joked to the children for years later, if you, if you don't behave, if you don't behave yourself, you, go you, will end up, you will end up like Heather under the patio. It became one of those things your mom and dad <clears> say to you. Yeah, yeah. Don't sit too close to the telly. <laughs> yeah. Your eyes will go square. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, the wind changes, your face will stay like that. Face will stay like that. Yeah. If you don't do it at all, if you don't eat up all your dinner, you'll end up under the patio like Heather. <laughs> it was the family joke it was it was the family joke and people were like oh that's a weird that's thing that's a bit fucked so the missing girl Heather was the eventual undoing of the West this is what started and Fred and Rose but, couldn't get their fucking story straightly but it's about fucking time it's like I how long mean, has this shit been going and now after the murder 20 years 20 years right no that was rhetorical you know after the first one <laughs> after but the, this is what I mean 20 years and, and all this like abuse is happening the amount of times he's been in prison 31 visits to the hospital for the kids for fucking coming like, in like broken legos horrible horrible yeah like the injuries these kids had and nothing until they decided to pop a header under their patio pop a header that's it man it's fucked up so they couldn't get their story straight about where heather actually went and when they were separated and asked someone's like oh yeah she ran away and someone's like she got the job in Turkey. They, they eventually became an inquiry by the police which led to the search warrant to dig up the backyard and then yep. all the shit came out fucking hit it but before we get to that 
<laughs> we have to talk, we have <laughs> to wait, go back. There's more. But wait, this is how this is what happened with Carolina Owens, and this is the first one. Like, and and this is set the precedent. I can't yeah. believe that this happened the way it happened. So, like, Caroline Owens is one of the ones that completely baffled me. It fucking, I cannot fathom how, with all the stuff that happened to her, and then she came out and went, come here. Because we talked about her a little while ago, and she got out of the house. And she and went to the police. It. Like, and how nothing. can you not get caught then? In 1972. Yeah. Like, and we're now in 1987. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's bananas. What it, happened with Caroline so, Owens? Tell us. Caroline Owens. So the West hired Caroline Owens as their nanny after picking her up one night on a country road. As they do. As they did with a lot of women. Yeah. Um, and Owens waned to get out of her house and away from her abusive stepfather. So she took the job and was given the house, a room with the Wests in 25 Cromwell Street. So she was like a live-in au pair yeah, and she had come from the kind of situation that the West had come mm. from. Abusive father. You can see a picture of her. You can type in Caroline Owens and she looked like a lovely girl. Yeah. Just bright face. She, you know, a bit of crack in her. G- gorgeous. Yeah. Again, so she went. And um, so when Owens asked about the streams of women coming through the house, Rose explained that she was running the massage parlor. Ah. Uh, and the uh, Fred was a skilled abortionist. That's fucking disgusting. Is what she said. And they found a lot of surgical they did, yeah, they tools, found all the tools, no. tools and stuff in the house. And he said he he performed many illegal abortions in the house. And so this is what Rose said. So he could do patio, he could do plasterboard, he could like do masonry said, and abortions. People said this man wasn't, like he was just a labourer, you know, send him out in the fields. Don't know. Fucking not. Send he's him a, anywhere. He's able to knock up a stone wall or he's able to scrape a uterine wall. He's well able. <laughs> fuck's sake rotten rotten so they eventually turned their sexy murder chairman owns and she wanted a bail so they started to turn it on they started to engage tie her up and they started engaging a lot of sexual activity with her so at this point fred didn't know that his wife was into the whole murder bit yeah this is the this, this is 72 we're talking about they're just married maybe a year getting they've to had, know each other they've had their second child just testing each other's. Yeah. You know, what are you into? What are you into? Would you like a little can spank? I put, can I put that up there for a second? Yeah. Would you like that? You know, just a tip. Just a little, just a tip. So they hadn't a clue that they were into this. So, but they knew they liked to torture. Yeah. And they knew they liked to kidnap people. So they knew they liked to do that, but they didn't know they needed to go a step further just at this point. Yeah. So after the unwatched sexual advance, um, she made a break. Someone's legged it. Yeah. The, the, the two of them kind of, kind of went down and went like, Hey, you want to do a threesome? And she's and she like, said, no, this. you're grand. And she fucking tried to bail. Yeah, and she tried to bail. So then collectively they decided to pick her up and on the road. And But they convinced her to get into the car. They were like, come, come on, on back. Carol. Yeah, it's fine. fine. We're, we're your friends. Yeah, Why yeah, are you yeah. leaving? In which they raped her. Yeah, straight away she straight got away. into the car. And it was like, okay, we could, all right, take me back to the house then. And then Rose West was like, yeah, yeah, we'll just go back to the house. And just straight away started molesting her in the back of the car. Yeah. And Caroline Owens was like, Oh, what fuck. the fuck am I after doing? 1972. Like I was away. I was out. And she got, it's, it, that just shows the level of manipulation. Of manipulation. Like, you could literally run and know these people are fucked. And then they come back after you. Oh, no, it's fine. Come on. We're friends. Sorry. Hmm. Sorry. And get back into the car. Yeah. Right. So she was given a cup of tea, which was doused with drugs. Yeah. And she was bound. Sleepy time tea. Sleepy time. She was bound and gagged. And underwent like a prolonged session of sexual assault. Yeah, um, it, was, it was one of the most brutal, apparently. Bru- yes, yeah, at the hands of both of them collectively. Yeah, of the two of them, and 
that night the neighbours said that the music was particularly loud yeah that night because the poor woman was actually was getting tortured um, to cover up the screams obviously and they told her that they'd killed loads of women Imagine. and she would be killed if she didn't listen and cooperate with them so and this is all after she got in out of the car and she was gone yeah Fred Fred leaned over to her when when Rose was taking a break because she was so tired from baiting the family off her with a leather belt and Fred leaned into her and goes I'm after killing loads of women around here and if you don't cooperate you're going to get it too if you don't do as you're told you're going to be killed and you know what I only brought you back here for Rose's pleasure so you're going to service her you're going to keep your fucking mouth shut you I'm hear me I'm going to kill you or you're dead and like you're fucking off your face on, on drug tea like how do you how do you parse that in your head and, like? and then after it all they offered her the job of being the, yeah the na- like after all of this and they brought <laughs> her back tortured her yeah. threatened to kill her admitted that they'd already done it then they said listen do you want your job back as being a nanny <laughs> To which she took. Yeah, she took it. And then she repaid them by, like, cleaning the whole house. <laughs> yeah, to, to show her loyalty. Spotless. That is mad. After all of this fucking shit. Yeah. And the also, amount of control that she had But how quick it changed from her leaving, bam, back in the house, this awful shit, trying yeah. to kill her. And now, you're their nanny. Like, we've done a thing about MKUltra and, and trauma-based mind control, where they'll rape people into submission. Like you're putting them into a PTSD state. Like this shit is is real. It's yeah. fucking dangerous and it's real. That's crazy. Mind control, man. Like in manipulation at that level. True, true sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah, bananas. So then, while in the laundrette in town, Owens escaped the clutches of Rose and went home to her mom. After telling her mom what happened, she went to the police and both of them were arrested and charged with indecent assault, actual bodily harm and rape. Good. Good. About fucking time. Um, it went to court in the 13th of January 1973 but Owens couldn't testify in court so the case was dropped oh my god so they got away with it again again yeah and the West pleaded guilty to the assault charge and paid a 50 pound fine and walked free that is fucked up yeah so they essentially paid 50 pound to do all that stuff to Caroline Owens and not a fucking thing happened that is mental that's mental in 1973 the fucking legal system is, is completely fucked there like that's really that's really poor show. Yeah. And like after all of that, they're finally picked up. Like that's, that's, we went from like, you know, uh, 1990, 1987. We went from 19, 1993 from the kids going, oh, where's Heather? I don't know. Oh, he's in the patio. Do you know? And someone going, I, I smell bullshit there. What's going on? What's happening there with that Heather? And they start investigating and some shit is found. Rewind 20 years before and the woman who was actually raped and tortured escaped, told her story and then they went to court and they're in the court with cops and judges and all that stuff and all the stuff is on paper and they've absolutely raped and, and kidnapped and tortured her and then all I have to do is pay a £50 fine to get yeah. away with it. Like that makes no sense. And she no couldn't testify. Sense. That makes no sense to me. Does, uh, do I have how that could happen. didn't testify. But even if she did testify or not. Like, like those things, like could you not have a thing where she'd testify in a different room, or she'd have at least her, at least the police report from the original, like the original crime reporting, would be able to be like this is what the woman said that the lads did to her. Like even that would be, a and thing. then that should lead you then to get a warrant. Go at to the, at least house. a warrant. At least at least uh, like a detention to go be able to, to detain them for a certain period of something. time. Something. Do you, the way they do that now, where they put the the girl in the other room and she she does it on a webcam yeah. or whatever she does the deposition on a webcam. 
bananas, man. Did you watch that documentary Three Girls? Or it's not. It's like a drama, docudrama. Three Girls. It's no. Called. It's about. Um, it's a three-part, four-part BBC production uh, about the sex gangs in um, the Muslim sex gangs in Rotherham and. Um, heavy. Yeah, it's it's heavy, but there was like a bunch of dudes, and they had up to eleven hundred girls involved in this like Fuck. sex ring in Rotherham and Rochester in the north of England. So these lads that owned like chicken shops and you know, halal, halal butchers and corner shops. 1,100 women. 1,100 young girls between the ages of like 12 and 15. Jesus Christ. Who were all like basically prostituted out. and While these lads from, are running the shop? They were coming from like broken homes. They were coming from very kind of low socioeconomic background. And they were just taking advantage of the fact that nobody cared about these girls. So whenever they said anything like, oh yeah, I'm over in Patel's and he's after fucking riding the shit at me and no one was believing it. Like you could understand how it could happen. That yeah. was in the 80s and early 90s that all these things were happening. And then the Rotherham and Roch- Rochester and Rochdale stuff, that all happened in the last 10 years. And you're going, I can't believe that, that happened in 1972 and yet Rotherham was happening fucking 10 years ago. It's and people were coming home and going... I was just up the chicken well, shop. Well, it's probably still fucking lads, happening today. The, yeah, the lads brought me out the back and raped the shit of me. Like, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. something wrong there that when you say... It seems to happen so much. This happened, this happened by mm. these and nothing ever gets done by. Me too and time's up and all that stuff. It's starting to, to crumble. Yeah. Like the veil of shame or, or, or whatever is associated with that assault is starting to crumble where someone can say it and go, this happened to me and someone will go, okay, I'm going to do something I'm listening to you. But the other side is, and it will always be there, and I, I'll have to admit, I, I was, you know, I'd read stuff online and be like, that's fucking bullshit. Like some young lad, you know, he's a, an aspiring football player and some young one, like, I think there was an actual case where there was a, this, this dude, he was, he was getting ready to go into college football and some young one just made it up out of the blue sky and said he raped me and he went to jail for like 12 years and ruined his life, ruined his career. Yeah. And then he got her on camera saying like, you know, no, you, know, you never raped me. And that was the only thing that got him out of jail. Because it does happen a lot. Um, but it doesn't happen as often I, as people actually rape people. That's what I mean, actually rape people. Because in <laughs> the cases the that this happened, like, like say one out of a hundred, yeah. it's somebody making it up for some fucking gain. Yeah. But the other 99 are people that has actually happened to. Or like the rugby players up the north. Up the north, yeah. We had that case in Ireland for, for our American listeners where there was, a, you know, a girl, an, an unnamed girl who... Uh, was raped. Was raped by f- five... Three of them. Three, was it three? Three rugby players, yeah. Well, Facilitated two, by two others as well. There was well, like two rugby players and one of their friends right. had a party in and Belfast. It was, it was presumed that it was like group sex that yeah. ended up becoming non-consensual at some point during it. And then the fellas didn't really agree with that ruling and they kept on going and... They got acquitted. They got acquitted and, and your one got lambasted by, by a lot of people saying, oh, you're ruining these young lads' life. Yeah. That was a big thing here in Ireland maybe a couple of months ago. And now both of them are gone playing rugby now uh, in the lower leagues in French in France. So, so they're French away rugby. from the scandal. And yeah, so the two of them, because Paddy Jackson was like the next in line to be like, he was kind of like a kicker in American football. Yeah. He was the next in line to take over and he was one of the lads. And the national team. Yeah. And then yeah. Stuart Olding was another young lad who was coming through and these were the two rugby players. The other yeah. fellow wasn't. Yeah, it's crazy, man, that, that, that well, something can go to that level and go to court and go to that length and have all of these testimonies and all that stuff and, and then just, like, fall apart in 2018, do you know? And that's also encouraging people not to come forward because As they well. say, why would I put myself through all that if to, these fuckers are going to just walk away yeah, anyway? Yeah, it seems it seems to be... And when people go, like, patriarchy, like, I'm like, fuck off. 
do you know yeah but at the same time i'm also like fuck on yeah because that's course that shit like that happens i mean it happens all the time yeah like especially in america like did you watch that uh documentary the hunting ground not yet no watch it it's a I'm sure a lot of people in america would know what it is it's around college campuses the amount of people that have been sexually yeah, yeah, assaulted yeah. and what actually the amount of cases reported every year and what actually happens to these people so why would you come forward if yeah. you know there's a proven Ruining your scholastic life like, and yeah. nobody's gonna listen to you yeah but that's why they're saying like there's a rape culture and a rape culture and then people would counter that by saying like no fucking Iran is a rape culture like you know uh, 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 the Middle East is a rape culture like this is not women are being subjugated subjugated in the Middle East and blah 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 and you're you're a, a rich white girl who gets fucking. to go to college and you're not getting sexually assaulted like it is happening yeah a lot hmm Fucking West. It's definitely something to think about. Like uh, the conser- the conservative opposition would have you believe, like the likes of Stephen Crowder would have you believe that it's a load of girls just making shit up because that's easier to think than that's easier to believe on that fact that everybody's trying to like, load of young lads are load of young lads don't are understand ra- what consent is. Yeah, though. and they're raping people. To them, there is no such thing as consent. Mm. And a lot of these, I think that's a little bit too far. I think there's a lot of lads who just oh, don't know what's going on. Yeah, they don't understand. They're just not. There's a lot of lads that are just cocky. Yeah, and, and, they t- and they take it and it's an alpha thing. That bravado, and, and they don't really give a fuck. Toxic masculinity. Nothing's ever going to happen to me. Yeah. They won't believe her, so they do it. Like, what? It's like in Sunny, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's the implication. The implication. Because yeah. also you're going to rape this woman? It's the implication. Like, no, but it's the implication. That she might get tossed off the boat. She's she in the middle of the ocean. Her. Yeah, yeah. The implication. It's a great satire, that. It's of that situation. That mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then it happens to them in the episode later on yeah. with the man. Yeah, like, yeah. Is this what you're talking about the implication? He's like, yeah, yeah. Is this is the implication. Oh, lads. Well, this 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 case is going to wrap up now. Uh, to be honest, the jumping around chronologically was to show how Caroline Owens straight up had 100% proof like this shit's happening. Look at my fucking arms and legs. Like, look at the fucking stain on my family as they're swelling up like a f- basketball because this bitch bet the shit in me with a fucking leather belt. Right? Yep. And still not happened. And that's 1972. Jump caught 20 years later. It was it was a case of too much for too long for a family that was just torn apart by abusive parents. So when August. Fred, he, he, he asked one of his daughters to bring him something from the kitchen. She was obviously too slow. His rage kicked in. And later, she was the girl was found screaming, rolling up on the ground by her by her brothers and sisters. After being brutally sodomized and almost strangled to death by her father. Yeah. Like it's rough stuff. So over the following weeks, she was then repeatedly raped by Fred West and eventually came out and told one of her friends in school, which resulted in a police search of the house where they found 99 pornographic videos, some homemade of Rose. They couldn't find any. She said that they made, uh, Fred, my daddy made a video of having sex with me, but they couldn't find that. And if they had had that, he would bang to rights. See ya. But they still found 99 videos of, of local uh, uh, men coming in to have sex with Rose, uh, you know, because she was a prostitute or whatever. So they deposed the girl uh, in the police station and she was she was repeating this phrase. The family joke. The family joke. You'll end up like Heather under the patio. You'll end up like Heather under the patio. This was a thing that was coming up. People were like, yeah, what about Heather? Where what is, is Heather? Where is she? Why, what's the patio? What's this thing? And this girl is 13, like, but this was enough. This is August 1992. Yeah. This is enough to spur uh, spur on a search warrant to get underneath that patio to find out what was underneath Which didn't it. happen until the following year. Fucking year it a took. A year me. it took to get this. I mean, 
on the testimony of a young girl in August w- in 92. August with no other and they weren't they weren't in there until like ne- the next summer it was June the following yeah, year that's what I mean like it, it's hard enough I get I say to get a judge to sign off on on something so big as to totally excavate the back of someone's garden because a little girl went my sister's under the patio while ignoring everything else that's been brought up about these people and and, and the kids going in with exploded arseholes into the fucking into the emergency room in the hospital every every six weeks this isn't just something that popped up no like these people we've went through it the catalogue of what they have mm-hmm. what they've done what they've what has been said to the police yeah and now this like can you imagine so small 31 times in 20 years that means that it's more than one every six months where you would have a child into the A&E. from the West family into the A&E with some brutally graphic and sexually associated injury. Like that is red fucking red flags all over the place, man. Everywhere. What the fuck is going on in this that house? This whole case is red flags everywhere. So it's not with red flags. Not with red flags. This is well, this is like a this is like a a, a Chinese flag shop. It fucking is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when asked about Heather, Rose said, I gave Heather £600 to leave the house and go and get a job because she was a lesbian and she brings shame on the family. <laughs> what? Fred had told the authorities that she had, and the family that she had got a job in a hotel in Torquay and she was never coming back. This is where it starts. And the, yeah, and the kids were like, I understand that because you're a cunt. Yeah, I want to go to Torquay as well. Yeah, I want to go anywhere other than here. So, because of that, because of Rose's testimony, Fred was then charged with rape and buggery, assault and child cruelty for what he did to uh, May. And Rose was released after some pleading and lying. So as long as she didn't have any contact with the members of the family, she was able to stay in a different house. So her and May, who was the assaulted girl, went into this like halfway house. Which they recorded all their and conversations. They bugged the place. And the whole time then Rose, I've, I've listened to those recordings, you can get them on YouTube. And Rose is saying, this is fucking horrible, Making this is up the disgusting. whole story and Can't saying it to me. Can't believe he did this. Do you know me, when we were young, he used to do that to me. He used to assault me and everything. Yeah. And just telling. And I can't believe he was doing that to you. Like telling her daughter who had just been brutally raped for a number of weeks, including getting sodomized. That she knew nothing about it and that her dad's a disgusting pig. Yeah, yeah. And there's videos of hours of her saying that, just like drilling it in, drilling it in. It seems like mind control shit, yeah. like over and over, and that's pretty much all it says on some of those tapes. All it says, it's all her just over and over. She knew drilling she was, in. It was drilled she in. She knew she was being bugged too. Uh, absolutely. She didn't mention anything. Uh, she would suspect, I would imagine. Yeah. Do you know? Act as if you're being watched. Uh, it's the opposite of that. You know, like dance like nobody's watching. Love like you've never been hurt. Rape like you're being bugged. That's what it is. <laughs> the lesser known. Yeah. They're the. That's the. You turn the page over, and that's what it. Fred remained on remand then for these crimes in Birmingham, still denying any involvement. And then Anne-Marie, who was, who was the oldest girl, who was got the worst of it, she came out and she wanted to give a full and frank statement to the police about what happened during her childhood. She was old enough now, she's in her early 20s, she wanted to come out and she wanted to tell this shit. She also told them of the apparent disappearance of her mother, Rena, and her half-sister, Charmaine. And Marie also said to get in contact with Heather for corroboration of these stories, still believing that Heather was working in a hotel in Turkey out of the family still alive, and uh, recanted a different explanation that Rose had given the family as to Heather's whereabouts. So Rose had said, I give her £600 to fuck off because she was going to bring 
shame to the family because she was a bit of a lesbian. And Anne Marie is like, no, no, they told us she moved to Turkey. And the police were like, oh, fuck, here we go. So the young one who was raped said Heather's under the patio. And I got two different stories over here. What's going on? Let's have a look. The case, however, was finding very difficult to make stick, though, because with no Heather to corroborate and the younger sister May denying any abuse and recanting her her original statement that brought attention to the whole thing in the first place. She was obviously scared by being put into this uh, uh, halfway house with her mother. Her mother was just like bang, 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 brainwashing her, getting her to like remove like your father didn't do he didn't mean to do it and all this and may was just like okay i'm not fucking saying anything yeah, he didn't do anything to me like that is bananas that the, 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 the whole thing would would fall apart and yet again no witness on the stand means that they're gonna walk so both Anne marie and may refused to testify in court in 1993 meaning that the wests were then again free to acquitted walk of all charges this is completely fucked so the longer the children remain in foster care uh you know, the longer they had away from the family to be able to condition themselves to be able to speak. And then the police were looking for Rose. Yeah, Rose was allowed to be free, but not allowed to have any contact with Fred or anyone else in the family. And the cops were still looking for her. Yeah, couldn't find fucking anything. Next. It's bananas. Yeah. So they apparently got away with the whole thing. They returned to Cromwell Street and they chilled out for a whole year, man. A year. They had a whole Christmas like, and everything together. Like they had a f- another year and then it was April 1994. Yeah. That the police finally got their warrant. Yeah. And they marched into the house. They finally convinced the judge who hadn't rode Rose West up in that fucking room. They, they found one for this house. The one had all of Gloucester. Yeah, yeah. Can I go into this house? Yeah, why, would, why wouldn't you be able to go into the house? Out the Duke of Gloucester. And he went <laughs> and fucking Gloucester of the Four Glen. Like, that is crazy. It's mad. Mad. Like, so it's April 1994. The police were finally Kurt given a warrant. Kurt Cobain has just died. Died. Shit's Tragedy. going on. Tragedy. Tupac and Biggie kicking off. Yeah. Like it's a different age. So they finally got a warrant to search the house to dig up the patio. Yeah. The family famous the family, family joke. joke. Yeah. And they did to search the backyard. And uh, Fred heard of this while he was at work. And he said he would be straight home. Yeah. So he's like, oh shit. So when he got there, he gave a voluntary statement to the police saying the header had run off with a drug cartel. Yet another story. Another story. Story number three. Mm. Turkey. 600 pounds because she's a lesbian. Yeah. Drug cartel. Yeah. And claims the header being under the patio were childish jokes and rubbish. 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 So on the morning of the 25th of February, 1994, he finally admitted to the killing of his daughter. As the police were digging up the garden As all around him. As they were already him. digging it because yeah. he's like, right, they're going to find it. I'm going to help myself and say, yeah, I did it. So he said he did it, but it was an accident. Right. So he said he strangled her in a fit of rage and cut up her body with a rough knife before putting her in a badly dug hole. Yeah, he put put her in the the hole was like too short or something. Yeah, he put her in a, a, it was like three foot. And he said that she couldn't fit. So he had to chop her up. So he chopped off her arms and legs. There's in in the, in the doc that we watched and another one that I watched as well of of the deposition of his, his tapes deposition. And he's crying telling this, that he's like, I felt so bad. And he talks about cutting her up. Yeah, that's the bit. And he, uh, we're not going to go into it here. You can watch the documentary. Yeah. And get it. It's about 15 minutes of him describing how the emotions he that, and how he chopped her up and how he went through it and what was going on in his mind. And bawling his eyes out. Bawling his eyes out. And also saying that he felt so bad about it. He thought he disrupted her spirit and her ghost haunted the house. Because she was happy and he would see the ghost. Mm. And he would see her and she'd be happy and she'd be mm. like he did her a favour. That's why he said in his fucking interview, Lee, that he's talking about ghosts and shit. Yeah. 
right? And he talks about a lot of ghosts. That's banana. That's fucking bananas. Yeah. So he's saying he used to stand over down in the end of the garden over where her, where body, her was. body was buried and he'd just cry at night. And he'd feel her energy. Yeah. And he said he regretted it, but yeah. she would come up and she'd be happy and she'd smile at him. Yeah. And then he wouldn't feel so bad about it. That sounds to me like a fucking schizophrenic. Just a little. And then... Waking so, hallucinations. like Yeah. And then he uh, he brought, the, he showed the, the guards exactly where she was buried. Yeah. Um, and he said they were digging in the wrong place. Because he wanted her to be free. He wanted her to be free. And he Finally. wanted her to be found. Yeah. And then it leads to the fucking, all the rest of the bodies. But that's it. There was so many more. Like, this was just one. And they're like, yeah. is there other bodies? And he said no for so long. And then the... Um, Over a matter of, I think it was like three weeks, he was he was interviewed. <laughs> and and as no. they were digging and digging and digging, they found little bits. Yeah. And in, in the same hole. In they the would same say, hole, yeah. Are you sure there's no more bodies, Fred? Yeah. And he said no. And he said, are you sure now? Because... Well, they were pulling out, what was it? They pulled out th- three thigh bones. Yeah, three thigh bones. Yeah. And this, the, um, the David Whittaker is the guy. Yeah. He was brought in to, uh, he was an orthodontist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was brought in to, like, once they got three or four fucking bodies. Yeah. To actually identify these women, because nobody knew who they were after. They were, doing, they were doing them by teeth. They were the teeth. Yeah. And they'd put the teeth up and they'd have their face. Oh, that was amazing. I saw it that was in amazing. the documentary. Yeah. So they have the skull on a stick. And then they have a picture of the women and try to match. And they'd match up the teeth. They'd match up the bones. Yeah, it's something like, uh, uh, you know, on BBC Two when you used to watch those, like, how? And it's like, emerging technologies in forensic science means that we can put a skull on a stick and have a picture and be able to tell who the skull belonged to. And, and you're like, did it. this is 1994. 94. Yeah. So they did find Heather, but they found three uh, different bones, three yeah. toy bones. And they were like, there's something up here. Heather didn't have three legs. So then he said there was a second body. Yeah. Out in the back. Slowly started to admit. He started to admit there was more people. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. Yeah, he, he, he started kind of faltering in his interview. He was disjointed and he, he kind of, with every, with every new body found, he started to pull further and further away from the interview. Women were found in the backyard. There was like, like I said, extra thigh bones. There was a few uh, jaws, skulls. Um, hand like hand and wrist bones the smaller more yeah. delicate bones were found were because found. they went into like the soft soil and were washed along with the water table and I remember uh, the pathologist who was in the back garden and he's in his 70s when he's giving this interview and he's like and we were digging underneath um, the back uh, the back sewage uh, and uh, there was a burst sewage main and the remains of at least three dead women and the stench was overpowering and you're like you poor cunt horrible digging in the back garden and finding like the bodies of these women bodies of, and you're complaining yeah. about the fucking the fact that the jacks is clogged yeah <laughs> like, like <laughs> who had the kfc uh get your fucking come on but like to have them all in the back garden this was like this was <laughs> this was for the cops they were going looking for one girl and they were like they knew she was there and they kind of had a thing and then the next thing it's like <gasps> Another body popped up. Yeah. It's like in the club milk with two rappers on it. You're like, oh my God. Like, an extra one. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, so Fred gave these lengthy testimonies to police and it's recorded. You can go and watch that. Like I, I even put links to stuff uh, on our BitChute channel and, and you can listen to the fucking madness if you're into it. He changes his story so many times. He denies the murders and then he's confessing to them and then he's denying them. And then he's confessing that Rose did them. Eventually, he got his solicitor Howard Ogden to issue this statement. 
I, Frederick West, authorise my lawyer, Howard Ogden, to advise Superintendent Bennett that I wish to admit a further approximately nine killings expressly, Charmaine, Rena, Linda Goff and others to be identified. Signed, Fred West. And he finally admitted to the bodies in the cellar, which turned out to be eight. In the cellar, there were five. Five in the cellar, one in the, in the bathroom. And the rest out in the, in the garden. Because they found the first tree in the garden and it was oh, Shirley, that's was. Yeah, Shirley Robinson, who yeah. was 18 and she was pregnant wow. by Fred. And she was cut up and dismembered. And a former lodger, I'm presuming. And a lodger and put in the garden. <laughs> she was a lover of Fred's and she became pregnant. And then the other lady was an Alison Chambers, who was 16. And he said that later on, because he denied that Rose had any um, involvement, involvement at yeah. all yeah. until she ignored him in the courtroom. And That's what it then was. apparently he was like, okay, fuck you. And then he only admitted to three, first of all, yeah. in that interview. And then he says... There's loads more. And the poor lady, Alison Chambers, he's quoted as saying that it was Rose and she got too bloody vicious. Well, they were doing their, like, well, they're come on out the lodger and having the sex. They thing. had her tied up and yeah. she got too bloody vicious. And choked her out. Choked her out. So then they chopped her up and buried her in the garden. Mad. And she was 16. And then they found Linda Goff in the bath. And she yeah, was Linda Goff was in the bathroom and that was definitely Rose did that on her own but, and buried her on her own. And they say she's the first sexually motivated kill. Wow. So she was done before poor Alison uh, Chambers yeah. was killed. And then the others they found, they found Therese Siegenthaler, who was a, a Swiss girl and he used to call her his little tulip because he thought she was Dutch. He used to call her his Dutch girl. Word up. And she was, um, she was found in the cellar but he actually built a fake chimney over her. Oh, in in the cellar. In like, the cellar. Like it was a oh. mock chimney so people would know. And then they found Shirley Hubbard, who was in the cellar. She was 15. You don't actually find out what happened to her. Like, yeah, some of them were just, were just bone, bone fragments. They, were just bone, they don't know if they strangled them, if yeah. they were tortured, if they yeah. cut them up. And Fred um, wouldn't, wouldn't give it up, obviously. Wouldn't give anything. Then Lucy Partington, she was found in the cellar. She was 21. Juanita Mott, she was a hitchhiker. They picked up uh, Caroline Cooper. She was the final body that he put in the cellar and they bound her and she was the one that was found with the surgical tape all over her skull. Yeah. That girl. Not the only one. No. That's fucked. But they're all hitchhikers and one girl um, was on a date back, like Shirley Hubbard. She was coming back from a date with her boyfriend and they just picked her up at the bus stop. Picked her up on the road. Yeah. And fucking chopped her up and killed her. Um, And so they were the nine bodies that they found. And poor Alan McFall then as well, obviously took the... Well, that's when... That was the first, like that was back when they were, they, he was with Rena, and Anne McFall was, was Issa McNeil's mate. Yep. And Anne McFall was 17, she was eight months pregnant and she fucking disappears. And they say he brought her up when she was mentioned in the courtroom that she was missing. Yeah. And he flipped and he said she was his one true love and not Rose. And yeah. it was when Rose had ignored him and he said, all right, you know what? I'm going to flip. And then I'm he started to tell of the Anne McFall murder. Yeah. And then it came and out. It all about, started coming out then. Started coming out about her. It started coming out about Rena and yeah. Charmaine. Yeah. And he started admitting to everything. So between the 5th and the 8th of March, 1994, the police then found actually six more bodies of young females in the Cromwell Street back garden and, and basement and, and bathroom. A lot of them had tape wrapped around their skulls. Yeah. Maybe to gag them. Some of them were found with the, the straws up their noses. Bones missing. Fingers and toes missing, um, ro- bound with some kind of rope or cloth that was still on them when they were found. And some of them were found with implements like 
yeah that would have been inside the body and then the the, the flesh went away and, and it was Linda Goff like this was yeah Linda Goff was the worst like Linda that was uh, sorry it's uh, Alison Chambers yeah a friend of hers Sharon Compton was with them and she engaged in these uh, sexual activities talked about being drugged she went to the police and they ignored her and as they well. ignored her Just as well crazy, and then man. it got to the point as well like the police dismissed the claims and said that um she she'd never been there like that's how fucked it is. Yeah, they had control She'd over what they house. Were, yeah. And just Linda like, Goff, you're remembering it wrong. Linda Goff's family went to the house because they knew she had been there. Yeah. And Rose answered the door wearing her clothes. That's that, that's what I'm saying. It's the most yeah. fucked. But she was, Linda Goff was the most violently sexually assaulted one. Poor girl. They tore her up in bits. They, yeah. And, and, and Rose apparently did Linda Goff on her own, killed her on her own. And Fred buried her. Fred buried her in, the, in underneath the bathroom. In the downstairs. Yeah, she was the first sexually yeah. motivated one. Like that's so Rose like, was then arrested for all these crimes on the twentieth of April nineteen ninety four, initially on charges of the rape of an eleven year old girl, and later charged with Linda Goff's murder. So she was kept in a facility with some of her children that we talked about around like a halfway house and there was surveillance in there. And by the start of May, the Wests were then charged both together with five counts of murder. They were brought before the court in June ninety four and Rose in uh, 46 pre-trial interviews, denied everything. Never admitted. Fred started to crack. Rose, 100%, deny till you die. She was disgusted with Fred, like Lee said, for confessing. And when he leaned in and touched her when they were walking through the court, she winced. And then on the way out of the court, touched him and she winced again. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm taking you down. And after denying a whole lot of stuff, after confessing a whole lot of stuff, he now started to confess again and drag Rose into it and said she was up for all of this stuff. He was then put on suicide watch and he had reached out to his children and he pleaded with Stephen and Anne-Marie to come and visit him and to tell Rose that he loved her. And they did. And then they refused to talk to Rose. They were like, I don't want that to do with any of them. I'm not going to talk to anyone. May would never come to visit anyone. May was still in the company of Rose in the halfway house. Yeah. And it was all very like these tribal divisions among the family. Stephen and Marie are in this documentary that we talk about and they, they walk around and they tell us all the stuff. Like the lies they must have had is fucking, fucking awful. There's even stories around. And the around. other kids aren't even named. No. Well, there's one kid, Barry, they yeah. mentioned that he was one that said he saw Heather being viciously beaten by the mom. And then they talk about one of the sons digging the hole for Heather. Yeah. It's also mentioned in one of the stories. Yeah, but they don't name those other four no, kids. They don't. They, they wanted to stay anonymous like the, the Fritz names the minute it happened. Uh, exactly. So, as way leads on to way, uh, and most of the time when you go down that way, you're never gonna, not going to come back, Robert Frost. Yeah. Do you know? Fred killed himself on New Year's Day in 1995 from hanging, and he left a suicide note. Which is fucked. Fucked. Do you want to read the suicide note? Suicide note. Yeah, there it is there. I can't do the accent now. <laughs> uh, I'll read a bit and you can finish it with the I think, accent. I think that's what I'm saying. This is a suicide note, so I don't want to make the fun of it by doing it in the accent, because it's actually <laughs> yeah, maybe like it's, a... So this is his <clears throat> suicide note. Uh, New Year's Day 1995 so he said to Rose West Steve and May well Rose it's your birthday on the 29th of November 1994 and you'll be 41 and still beautiful and still lovely and I love you we will always be in love the most wonderful thing in my life was when I met you our love is special to us so love keep your promises to me you know what they are where we are put together forever and ever is up to you we loved Heather, both of us. I would love Charmaine to be with with Heather and Rene. You will always be Mrs. West all over the world. That is important to me and to you. I haven't got you a present, but all I have is my life. I will give it to you, my darling. 
When you are ready, come to me. I'll be waiting for you. That is fucked up, Lee. Isn't yes. that? Like, you hear the choke in your voice. You're Fucking like, this is, I can't well, finish I'm just this. going, I'm reading this man's suicide note. It's yeah, just so fucked. I can't fucked. finish it. It's fucked. Like, this, it, 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 still in his suicide note, he has that me- megalomaniacal thing. And I think that was a big part of the two. They wanted the power. They wanted the infamy. They wanted that control. And to say, you will always be Mrs. West all over the world. Do you know, keep your promises. You know what they are. And what are they? Still in a suicide note, he's still exerting control over her. Giving her orders. Making her think like, you will always be Mrs. West. Yeah, like you'll never do- get away. We've done some shit now that is fucking infamous. Game over. See you. See you in a couple of years. Yeah. With the rest of their kids that he talks about that they murdered. And does that, Raina, does that sound like? Does that sound like to you... Uh, um, I haven't got your present, but all I have is my life. I give it to you, my darling. When you are ready, come to me. I'll be waiting for you. Is that kind of like enticing her to commit suicide as well? Yeah. Does it sound like? It sounds like it that does. to me. Come on, I'm ready. Like, I'm in heaven. Like, you're not in fucking heaven, not Fred. not fucking heaven, Fred. Like, Sorry, Fred. See you, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Because, yeah, it's so fucked. It's fucked. It's getting grim. So Rose West was convicted and sentenced to a, a whole life order with no possibility of parole. She's in there till she's dead. Uh, and apparently there's news re- newspaper reports of uh, a, a very middle-class lifestyle that she lives in prison. She gets massages. Massages. She gets to go to the gym. Pe- she cuts people's hair. Yeah, she cuts people's hair, gets to do yoga. Like all sorts of stuff. She gets to bake her own pies. Lovely and cups of tea. Co- lovely cups of tea. I mean, that's not prison. That's not prison. Like, so she's 64 now. Yeah. Like, she's still alive and she has... Very, like she's a great life in prison. At the end of last year, at the end of 2017, she had a little health scare and people were like, oh, she's on the way out. Apparently not. Apparently she's thriving. She's she's better than ever. And uh, she's been moved in 2011 to uh, a, a not maximum security, but a top security prison in a place called Low Newton. And this is uh, this is where she's going to live out her, at the end the of her days. Of days. And, and in she's our, doing the yoga and baking and it's... And in her trial as well, they chilling. brought it all up and pinned it on Fred. Like they said that there were no records of murders before she met him. She's denying till she's dying. Oh, like yeah. she's fully on the denial, thinking that she may get out again. Do you ever think to let her go? Never. 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 They already. They said no. A whole life order. Yeah. And but that shit can be. Yeah, but the uproar because like there's people still alive. Like we spoke about um, Caroline Owens. Yeah, she's still alive. Who actually sold her story for twenty grand? Like she, but she never hid that because the defense, like Rose's attorney, was saying, like, mm. here, listen. They're all getting money. Character yeah, these yeah. are all getting money. That's why they're doing this. She yeah. said, yeah, I am. But they also did all this other horrible shit to me. And there's like, man, there's so much we didn't even talk about that you, like there's so much on this. Yeah, from <clears> from <throat> the documentary, there's an awful lot of stuff that you can watch and like, see. Like, What's that woman's name we spoke about? Janet Leach. Yeah, oh was, my God, Lee. <clears throat> we forgot about Janet Leach. <clears throat> Janet Leach. Was a young woman, a social worker, yeah. who was, she was, assigned to the case early mm. on what's the name what's her job um, a designated adult designated adult for somebody who was so she didn't know possibly suicidal possibly, possibly suicidal. mentally handicapped you're gonna be there for them they classed Fred West as a mentally hand, mentally deficient person and so they she, said we need somebody to explain these decisions and you have to be present at all times during yeah. these interviews so she yeah. ended up getting put on this at 20 and all she was told was it's a 52 year old man yeah, she yeah. went in and it was Fred West and he said in a lot of his things that she reminded him of Anne Anne McFall Anne McFall who was a, his I think his first love his true love he says because mm. that's when well, it was when she was brought up he turned on Rose yeah and like he initially denied killing her also. He said that um, Rena did it and Rena's pimp. 
But then later on he admitted the fact that he did kill her and he chopped her up. That was the one he bashed her head off a gate. And McFall, yeah. Out in the caravan park. And stabbed her. And, and she was eight months pregnant. Yep. And he buried her. But he had said initially that it was Rena that did it and her yeah. pimp and they burnt the clothes. So that could have been Fred's first proper murder. Yeah. And then Borina took it. She was, see you later. She was already dead. Of course you could pin it on her. Yeah, man. And like. So he, poor, poor old Janet Leach. Well, he confided in her she about ended a up lot. Getting, getting like opened up Pandora's box of darkness. But he told her everything before he told the police. Yeah, that's so what he, I mean. Yeah. She's in this documentary, this three part, 45 minute job. And she's now like, she's older, but she, you can tell, Jesus Christ, this poor woman. Way heavy on you. Fucking right. She looks weathered. So, so Fred West saw Anne McFall in this woman, very similar. Yeah. Young Anne McFall. And he's like, I'm going to tell you everything. Because I trust you. I need you. to get it off my chest. Yeah. And he said he saw Anne and her. Because yeah. he talks about these spirits and the ghosts. Like, because the very final murder, the final body they found, which was Carol Cooper. He said, like, they couldn't remember. They couldn't find her. Yeah. So he went down and they said, draw an X where, you, where she is. And he said, her ghost came up and spoke to him. Same thing, as he said so about So he Heather. did like some divining. Yeah. Some, he, uh, and he stopped and he said, she's here. Some Derek Akora shit. He's Fucking like, right. I hear something in the room. Yeah, yeah. And he said, Is she's, there somebody here? <laughs> Anyone out there? Who's around? If your dad's, give me a shout. Give me a shout. I'm here. And he stood in the middle of the basement and she, she came up. It's on that documentary. Like, and she came up man. and he drew an X and they dug there and they found... Of course, of course he, he knew where to work because he fucking buried her they there. found Carol. Oh man. Poor Janet Leach. Janet Leach got a rough end of the stick there and she has to live with that shit like that's like <laughs> that's like getting into Dammer's just... cell and he and he just goes like and he whispers all the awful things that no one will ever know ever or like John Wayne Gacy you know his last words were like you'll never find them all and then he died laughing and he fucking killed he died he was 20 something young lads were buried under his porch after he raped and killed them all right can you imagine being in the cell at the last few minutes of John, John Wayne Gacy and he's like, and then I did this, and then I did this. <laughs> like, that's what that's what Janet Leach had to deal with Fred West. But she's carrying on his, his lineage in a way. It's fucking weird. And she was just, it was her first one. Yeah, she was 20, she's 20 doing a bit of part-time work. Who in charge of this? Yeah, it was really bad You're choice. 20 years of age going in there. <laughs> and there's also a young, it's a really bad soli- choice. like a clerk from yeah, yeah, the yeah. solicitor's office. I was trying to find his name, but he's on the documentary. And yeah, he, he's a, he's a. He was also thrown in the deep end. He's Har- Harold Ogden's uh, assistant. Assistant, and he was quoted as saying, "Like when they found the first three bodies, he, like Fred turned to him and said, does a hell of a lot more.' Yeah, and then imagine he's like, what? What? So like, there's so much in this that is just. This was all the stuff that's not in those documentaries, and I'm gonna I'm gonna splice them together, and I'm gonna put them up on the Bitchute channel so you can get a good old gander. There's another, I think maybe forty minutes of Fred West testimonies, uh, a lot watch. of the tapes put together. You can watch, listen to that. I I I don't recommend it. No, like if you're like you probably heard all you want to hear about Fred West in this episode. Um, but if you are into wanting to find out more and want to see if my impression was accurate. It's very accurate. Accurate. Very accurate. But, uh, um, list. Yeah, ch- like, check out those videos and I'll put them up in the bit shoot. There's loads of them. Loads. But and there's loads and loads and loads. Yeah. Because there's so much more to it. And like. their story's chopped and changed all over the shop, which mm. makes it so hard to track. Like, if you want to get deep into this case, this is a case that you can go deep on. We're not going to go too much longer on this because, like, you could do three, four hours on it. But, yeah. I mean, you need to have, like, a Fred West expert. There wouldn't be as much as we could find on the internet. I end up playing clips and doing all that stuff. 
So that's as much as we're going to get with Fred and Rose West. Before we finish up, though, I just want to find out with Lee to get off the fence about some of the little things. So you think that uh, Anne McFall was his first murder or did he do stuff between the ages of 18 and 21? I think he has because there, there are missing reports of women around the, the Glasgow area. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. That they've never been pinned on Fred. But there's two bodies found around that area. I don't think Anne was his first I don't think so either. I think it was the first one close to him mm. that he decided to do with someone he loved because it got out of hand, he said. And she was eight months pregnant eight and months he already pregnant. had a couple of kids with Rena, and he didn't want any more burden. And this woman has done everything for him up to that point. And he said it was rage. He said he didn't mean to kill her. He said it just happened. Yeah. He just hit her and then she, he stabbed her then and cut her up and buried her. Yeah. So I think he definitely did something before that. Why do you think he wasn't institutionalized as a young lad for a rape and getting his little sister pregnant. I think it was his parents. I think they seemed to protect him and take him back because they're the ones that squashed the case. Yeah, but they also ostracized him and he had to go live with his aunt. But they didn't really because there's things you can find that his mom never really cut contact with him. Right. That they sent him away and the rest of the family turned away but his mom and dad didn't. Right. They still kept in touch with him and they still loved him. I think they just sent him to the aunts because they had to be seen to make a move. Because he couldn't have him around his brothers and sisters. Because of what he did. Yeah, it's fucking fucked. What do you think then about uh, meeting Rose? Was this a 28-year-old predator looking at a 15-year-old girl with a paranoid schizophrenic sexually abusive father and going, nice, she'll do? I think he saw a lot of himself in her. Mm. Like, I don't think... Because we spoke about when do you have that conversation of, oh, you're into that, oh, I'm into that. Mm. We spoke about, about that a few times. Maybe initially he was just attracted to her because she was a young woman. And, and vulnerable and, and vulnerable. manipulatable. Because all the other ones they had before that were that same character. Yeah, so she fit his mold. Yeah. And she was an attractive girl and he, he was into that. And then it just so happened she, she, she fit him more than anybody else. Yeah. She had the exact same fucking mindset as him. One begets the other, I guess. Yeah. And then... Uh, Lord to each other. We've obviously got your opinion on what was going on in the prostitution room upstairs. You think that it was officials were taking part in that shit as well and that's why they were able to get away with so many crimes? Like, how did they get away with so many crimes just because 100%. people weren't given, given uh, like, witness evidence? Like, like that's no, bullshit. Like, and even there's testimonies from a lot of the witnesses saying that they went to the police and they said, oh, she never lived there. Like, when Alison went missing, like, her friend went. Yeah, Alison Chambers. Her friend went and said, my friend was in there and they were torturing and abusing his name. She's missing. And they said she's, she was never in there. Yeah. You know, sounds so suspicious. there's it, something more like I can see something more happening with that. It's a quiet house. Like just before Rose dies or something, she's going to go like, and then this fella knew this fella knew. They're all probably dead and gone. These boys. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like it's, that's it. That's that Jimmy Savile fucking operation. I think she's going to take stuff. everything to her grave. Do you think? But there's not a way in a quiet area like that, that people didn't know. And the police, because the amount of times they went in that area, like the amount of t- statements that came out, and they just kept going, no, squashing it because they didn't want it at their own door. Maybe. That's what that's what I think. Maybe. What do you think then about uh, the treatment of the kids and why people didn't go here? Your kids are in the hospital uh, once every six months for twenty Fucking years with awful injuries. Why wasn't something done? Why wasn't child protective services called? Is it the fact that in the seventies in England, child protective services wasn't a thing? You just bet your children and everyone minded their own business. It, like there's nothing else that I can think like that makes more sense than that like it has to be that it has to be just that just that because what else is there because back then maybe they just weren't relaxed and they said well 
the, the parents said this happened and we believed them and like you said back then you could beat your wife and nobody said anything could you do this to your kids as well and nobody said anything to your kids I would imagine so yeah that's what 100% I think that because I don't think it was like the police where they knew I don't think they went that far you know the people in the, the hospital were engaging in fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose West all the nurses and all she they're was all fucking writing everyone they were all up in the house I think it was just maybe like apathy then yeah yeah and, and you don't want to take that shit home with you you don't you just treat and switch off. Yeah, because you can't take it all home. Because I said I said they're not the only ones that were having shit like that. Like. No, but also even nowadays, the shit that comes into the A&E and people yeah. see it, you can't to, to help everybody. Yeah. But help fucking somebody. Oprah's whisper, as they call it. Yeah. So then what about uh, the police warrant? Why did it take so long, even after the young child came in and, and you know, defied her massively abusive parents and told the story and said, Heather's under the patio? It took a year to get a fucking warrant. Like, well, two obviously years the police from, run the go slow. So, like, two years from the time that it was first said. Yeah, yeah. It was said yeah. in 92. Yeah. Then 93. There was a there was a deposition of the young girl. Yeah. And then in 94, June 94, the warrant. April, yeah. They started to pop up. And then they're like, right, we're going to dig up this patio. Two mm. years ago, they'd heard this. So, I think there's something to do with the police. Did they find a judge that finally listened? Yeah. You know, it has to have been something like that. I found a judge who wasn't involved. Somehow. It wasn't involved. Because there's you're talking about Gloucester, like small it's not, area. It's not that big. Anyone out there from Gloucester, holler at your boy info at thoseconspiracyguys.com. How big is the police station in Gloucester? I wouldn't imagine yeah, that big. How many police officers are there? Were they all Were they all on it? Were they all on it? And then they finally got somebody in who said, Hold the phone here, lads. This is I'm from London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is fucking dodgy. Oh, there's a fella coming out here from London. He's going to shake up a whole load of stuff. Whole load. <laughs> bringing up, bringing up all old, old, old Rose West history. Come and on, I'm only after getting rid of them warts last summer. <laughs> and then he fucking rustled it up. Yeah, yeah. And then right. within a year. 1972, 25 Cromwell Street. Fucking start taking fucking it out, talking. mate. Start fucking talking. It's fucking going on, mate. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. If, yeah. I th- it I has to be. Look, it has to be. What do you think? I think, I think that... Fred West was a predator and he knew exactly who to pick on. So when he saw Rena, who was already pregnant from a Pakistani guy, presumably uh, what, what, I, what I read was she was kind of prostituting herself a little bit and she was allowing herself to be abused. She was pregnant. They got her in, locked her down, abused her. She finally fought back, got some help to get out, took the kids. Like he was, he was in the cycle of finding people to abuse. I don't know if he did that when he was young. He saw Rose West. Went, knew. went perfect. She's the perfect level of abused. Abused by her I can, dad. I can. She's a, she's a partner in crime for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignite her proclivities. She's my bunny. Going, yeah, this is it, man. I think that um, taking in the lodgers, picking up people off the street. They were smart with who they picked up. Every time they got away with something, they were more emboldened, and the next crime they committed was bigger. So they were just kept kept on doing mad shit and getting away with it every time. It's like, and what then can going, I get away with? Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's hit it again. Let's go. Bang. But then it was something so small and trivial that took them down. You know? A joke that was going for 30 years. She's under the patio. That they used to say. But that again then is that braggadociousness, that bravado, because they were saying it out loud. Like, if you don't eat up all your soup, you know, you'll end up under the patio like Heather. They were saying it out loud in public. Like, they did not give any fucks. Well, making up three stories about her. Do you know what I mean? They didn't give a fuck. Didn't give a fuck. I think that the police for, for think the, the police yeah, for, I mean Lee you've given me a good case there bro like it's 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 makes fucking sense I believe you you're oh, putting yeah. it out you're, I, I, I didn't I didn't come up with that myself today I, I was focusing on finding out the, the, the series of events 
And I presume if you're a policeman and you're trying to figure out the series of sequence of events to try and get some kind of a handle on the story, you may look through this, you know, translucent film of corruption. And I know I did today. I never, that never even entered my head that there's police up there fucking riding Rose West. And that's why they were getting away with everything. Yeah. Why were these kids then changing their minds at the last minute and not giving their testimony? Surely Fred West didn't have that much sway. If they had enough gumption to go to the cops and go, something's happening. And then two days later, they're like, no, nah, that nothing's happening. That's police. That's fucking fucked. It is. That's fucking fucked. And it, 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 it got like, it was so much bigger than the House of Horrors. Yeah. You know? It could have been. It could, it could have, have been. been a massive scandal. And I think, moreover, this time was the time of the Operation Utrecht, the Operation Fairbridge, and the, the Jimmy Savills, and the, all this kind of stuff. What's going on at this time? A lot of that stuff was going on at that time. Like, pro, pro, like prolific amounts of, of paedophilia in the UK at that time. I mean, I don't know if you listen to our Jimmy Savile episode, but yeah. they had the whole Isle of, Isle of Man had a, a boy's home on it and they used to fly over cops and they used to f- like bring over cops and, and judges and, and politicians and policemen and all sorts of lads would all go over on a boat over to this boy's home that was filled to the gilders with boys whose parents didn't care about them who would become ne'er-do-wells and they just have a massive like drug-fueled boy-rape boy paedophile orgy. Like that would happen. Yeah. So why couldn't um, this have happened? Yeah. Why couldn't, why couldn't 25 Cromwell Street be a hot spot for paedophilia for your ride your ride. It already was. Some lads are riding Rose and some lads are riding uh, Anna, 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 Anna Marie, Marie and Charmaine. At 13, do you know? Fuck. That's, that's what I, like, that's what I think when it you're is. throwing it out there, it absolutely makes sense. Like it makes sense. And then the thing with the, the nurses. So maybe there's someone out there from Gloucester who knows from the time, I don't know, you'd have to be quite old, but I guess at this point but from like if, you, if you're out there and you heard rumours at the time like the, maybe the cops were involved I'm sure I tried to find on uh, online any, anything other than the case itself and there's no that's real accusations it's not really out there but I do think you're definitely right and I definitely think there was something going on with so how long Sharon it took. Compton is that lady's name Who, who's that Sharon Compton she was friends with Alison oh, she's, Chambers she, oh she's the one that she's actually, the one had, that actually evidence, yeah. had evidence she said she said it to the cops and they said to her she never lived there and they had no they didn't want to hear it and she was in the house or the woman's mother that came down and saw Rose West wearing the fucking clothes like that is wearing a cardigan that is bra- braggadocio like that is fucked up I took I took a, a, a trophy from your daughter and I'm gonna wear it I'm gonna wear it when I'm fucking talking to you denying that I but saw she's her. not here I don't know where she is like that she, is she moved on a display of power. It's 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 megalomania, do you know. It's feeding everything. Bananas. Fucking. I think there's definitely something to how long it took the warrant to come to dig out the back garden. Had to have been had somebody to. knew. Had to. They're like, here, we can't keep this with fucking quiet anymore. The children in the in the thing coming in with their fucking arse in a, in a handbag, going, look what after was after happening to my arse. We need a warrant. I'm after getting raped for the last two weeks. I'm fed up with it. My dad's a fucking cunt. Come down. My sister's under the patio. We we we'll see you next summer. We'll see. See you next summer. We'll put it in the, on the to-do list. Somebody new came in and said, this is fucked. We need to solve this now. This has been going on for fucking too long. Yeah. And just said, no, we're doing it. There's too many rumours. Too many rumours. The whole thing was going Too around. much evidence. So many girls going missing. So many young ones missing. And, and so many women escaping as well. I find the memory of how shocked everybody was. I'm watching back through old newsreels. You'll find old newsreels about this saw, thing on yeah. YouTube. Where they're like, on 25 Cromwell Street, nine women were found. Uh, you know, it was it was like sensational. It was a thing that blew the fucking media away. Yeah. 
And because the court case went on for so long and because it was so like, you know, star-crossed lovers and it was, there was a bit of drama to it, it was in the news a lot for the whole of and like 94 drew, up to 95. As well, and get made a drama out. and give the fucking He's telling them in dribs and drabs about dra- bodies denying and, this and, and that. confirming it. Took ages. Like that, as well as the power. That as well as the power. That's the same as Ted Bundy giving his long depositions about how pornography poisoned his mind, or how Ed Kemper would try and help the FBI to 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 solve other people's murders because he wanted to be a, a good citizen, even though like he chopped off his mother's head and fucked her neck yeah. whole. Like these guys want to want to be remembered. And Fred West was like, you're Mrs. West now, forever. Forever. It's infamy, man. It's all like the people that mm. go and shoot presidents. Megalomania. It fucking is. And yeah. it's... Inexplicable. Yeah. It's inexplicable. Unless you're that guy, you know. The noise of the bitter end. Yeah. And on that note, that's the end of those conspiracy guys for this time. We've been talking about Fred and Rosemary West. We hope you enjoyed it. It was a dark one, but we did warn you. Uh, if anything uh, brought up any kind of, uh, you know, memories or emotions or feelings or any of those kind of things, go and seek professional help. Don't send me an email. Go on, because I've got that before. I'm going to send you an email. Go and get professional. See somebody if the, if that shit has jogged any memories. Uh, if I had made any mistakes or there's any bits I left out that you thought should be included or if there's anything that you can show me that I didn't find or that Lee didn't find that would add to our already, uh, uh, I guess patchwork narrative of what could have went on i mean it's it's a fucking it's a crazy story man we don't we don't know you know but if you want to get in touch with us info at those conspiracy guys.com is the email uh we're on all the social media facebook twitter instagram Reddit. all the dms are turned on hit the brother up make it happen the website those conspiracy guys.com has all the articles and all the uh the, the, the episodes and all the notes and all the bits and bobs and if you want to get in and talk about it with other tcg fans as soon as this gets released uh, you're on to Discord. There's a server address that if you email me or if you tweet me, I'll be able to send it to you and you join in and there'll be a Fred and Rosemary West channel and you can get in and share your stuff and have the chats and, and, and kind of take it apart in Discord. We are we have been streaming this whole episode on YouTube. <laughs> uh, uh, YouTube.com slash those conspiracy guys is the channel there and you can get access. Hit up patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys and thanks so much to all the guys supporting me. Like this is a full-time job for me. It's fucking amazing. I can have me made over haven't seen him in ages. We get to talk about Mad Murders and making a show for you while streaming it, making a podcast. Like, fucking, dude, me heart is swelling like cholesterol. So happy. Thank you so much, Patreon.com and all the lovely people over there. All it leaves me to do is say thanks so much to Lee Coffee for joining me to talk about Fred West. <laughs> you can let you. it out of your brain now. We've been we've been working well, on this for a week and a half. Yeah, <laughs> because when, <laughs> when had, I started research, I had a dream. He's held that, on to it, yeah. Yeah, I had a dream that night and I was like, Oh, we'll oh, no. reschedule for next week. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> hang on to this for another week. Yeah. Sorry about that. But thanks it's so much okay. for joining me. Thank you for having me. I hope the people enjoy it. And uh, maybe we'll have you on again when uh, yeah. when we get back around. That'd be deadly. We can reconstitute the uh, the theme song with your new band. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Hitler, JFK. <laughs> we can get it done. Um, is there anything that you want to promote? Do you want to get tell people where to find you online? No. Um, bitter, bitter like a lemon. Bitter like a lemon. Dot com. Yeah, and check and that out. Check that out. That's your theater company. Theater company. Um, bitter like a lemon. That's our tag on Twitter. Yeah, at bitter like a lemon. At Lee Coffee Seven. At yeah. Lee Coffee Seven on Twitter. If you want to get on with Lee, and uh, watch that space because this dad is going to make big waves. I can feel it in my waters. That's it for those this time on those conspiracy guys. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Peace. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Goodbye.